Hello, everybody. We are back with the next episode of the Irrelevant Podcast. This is the first episode of the new year. I can't believe that 2013 was 10 years ago. That's like so crazy to think about. Yeah. But yeah, um, we're here in 2023. Like, it doesn't even sound real. I still feel like we're in like 2016, honestly. Yeah, anything prior to 2016 just doesn't feel real. Or uh, this is the real deal because this shit right. sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, 2016. Uh, I know everyone kind of remembered that as like the one of the worst years in like recent memories. Um, I mean, I guess, cause like 2015, I thought was epic. Um, 2014 was pretty great. I mean, I know it was only in like, like fifth grade, but still it was great for me. <laughs> it's also really hard to have a better frame of reference cause we're not even 30 yet. So it's like life before we had to actually <laughs> go on our own doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like covid is like a good starting point for me (laughs) yeah yeah well and also like this is kind of based off of what i hear from other people um right what'd you say i said you are right william oh i guess i am thank you for acknowledging that you're welcome um yeah 2020 um covid happened that kind of sucked I, th- I know it. I am very glad that people do not give a shit about it anymore. I <clears throat> very yeah rarely, no. I very rarely see people wear masks. One hundred percent. That was really annoying. Like initially, I was fine with it, but then I got to a certain point. I was like, okay, <laughs> like I think we can stop like getting paranoid because like it's clear that this isn't like the Black Plague. Yeah, and <laughs> I I don't think. I think very few people or organizations or businesses require you to show their show you their vaccination thing. Or for yeah, you to, we, Jesus Christ, I can't talk tonight. For you to show them your little card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that on the other podcast, how that was just completely unsustainable and how they were going to stop caring in like the next two months anyways. So. I guarantee you it's going to... I mean, I'm sure it's already spawned a shit ton of lawsuits, but I can only imagine like if, if the state of the... <laughs> of people on it get worse then it's just like they they realized immediately the liability is insane oh yeah there's a lot of people that think that like fauci should be tried i go back and forth and there's just too many people connected to it that allowed him to do what he did and especially spanning over two presidents so it's like started with trump and then ended with biden so yeah it's hard to say for a point. But i don't think i'm really does this fucking bullshit that's why i didn't fucking get it <laughs> Not because I, mean, I I know it's like people always like tout like pseudoscience like oh they got you know microchips or it's fucking gonna change your DNA or all this other bullshit it's just like I just don't trust what's in it I have no idea but I just don't trust it and my, I don't know my whole thing with all the COVID stuff and all the vaccine and all this stuff it's like regardless of like are you for it or against it it's like there's something that they're not telling us. You know, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know which side it comes from, but like, there's something that they're not telling us, you know? My only thing that I think they're lying about is like, obviously it really does take five to 10 years of solid data to really conclusively say something, especially because 
currently with the way that how tentative science is now, especially like just in the daily products we use and the foods that we consume, it always flip flops, whether it's safe or harmful. So it's like, I don't think that like, even if you're a medical professional, I I think it's very disingenuous to say that a hundred percent, this is a hundred percent effective and safe. Yeah. But also we talked about this a lot, how like money is the driving factor. And of course they're going to want to say that it's good because they just want to make money for it. They're going to fucking do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly because people are like oh no it's free i'm like no it's not nothing is free yeah. <laughs> it comes from somewhere absolutely nothing is free <clears throat> but regardless i don't know i mean millions of people got it billions even so who gives a shit i'm just glad we're just back to normal people Ma- majority of the world's probably vaccinated they're fine fucking yeah. everybody's not wearing masks like so who gives a shit so we're just back to normal i don't care and 10 years down the line if it ends up eroding your fucking kidney or liver or your whatever fucking got them i guess <laughs> oh, the, for the vaccinated yeah or if you got covid in general <laughs> like like Fuck, if it's dude. really the same thing like if it's if the vaccine is giving a problem i imagine people that got covid and aren't vaccinated might have a problem too you never know maybe i don't know either way this was kind of fishy, and we don't know the full extent of what was involved. You know, which is kind of just kind of annoying. But I don't know. I completely forgot about it until you brought it back up. <laughs> I like had never. It had never crossed my mind. Like COVID. I'm like, what? It just is crazy. I mean, the people have no trust in the government, but they have trust in the government-appointed doctors that mandate the regulations. It's very interesting to me. Yeah, or like the government appointed scientists that yeah. say, you know, X thing. It's like, you know, these people are just paid to say that this is what it is. It's not like they do actual research. Like Even if they do, it's just cherry picked and it's done because they want that to be the result. You know, so they're going to do everything in their power to make it seem like it is. <clears throat> yeah. And like I said, I don't have the aptitude to challenge any of this. That's why it's like I, I don't make any conclusive statements. I just don't trust it. And the only I think the one thing that is very evident is that they really tried to rush to get this thing out. And honestly, I mean, if the virus was even, you know, two times more deadly than what it was, like, no shit. Like, even if it causes you health problems down the line, if it stops you from killing, like, the majority of the population, then fine. But obviously everybody was rushed. Because I remember before, do you remember before the vaccine was eating out, people were shitting on Trump because he wasn't getting it done fast enough? And everybody was super scared and everybody wanted a vaccine. And then when it came out, everybody's like, fuck this thing. (laughs) Right. And also I was like, when everyone was saying like, oh, like Donald Trump could have handed, he could have handled COVID better. I'm like, this guy's, this would have happened to literally every president. Like, what do you want him to do? The world was not prepared for this. And I mean, there's rumors that they said that the governments had knowledge of this before it spread to the wide public. And it would make sense. Right. But I am not. How much do you need yeah. to prepare for something like that? That literally put the world to a halt. <laughs> yeah, it did. Hey, but it let me get a guitar, so I'm thankful for that. It's true. I mean, the last time this happened was like 100 years ago, I think, in the 1920s. I think well, it was, was it like, like it was polio or something? No, I think it's Oh, flu. yeah. Or yeah, Spanish okay. flu. One of those types of flus. Nice. But I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad that people are done freaking out about it. I'm done. I'm glad people are done like politicizing it. I'm tired of all the think pieces. I'm just glad we can move on with our fucking lives. Yeah, I mean, it really just took a toll on like a bunch of people's mental health. 
A lot of people lost their jobs. Domestic like, violence was up because everybody's stuck in the house arguing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fortunately for me, it brought my family together, which is nice. Yeah, I feel bad saying it, but I remember I mentioned it before. Like, it it made me better. I, I was able to stop and focus on more important things and just take the time to have to myself. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think yeah. for you, for you and me, it it it, it hit us pretty good. I guess. I mean, obviously, it's not all good. It's fucking lockdown and everything. But um, I think in the end, like we really a lot of good came out for both of us. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was because like medical shit always freaks me out. So in the very very beginning, I didn't know how bad it was. Like I thought this is gonna be like movie levels of like report to your quarantine station before you die kind of thing. I I, I thought I was gonna get there, <laughs> but then the more that it came. I was just like, I was more afraid to lose my job because, you know, entertainment is not a necessity. So, no. but what I didn't account for was people blowing all their stimulus check money on musical equipment and also like getting the payment protection program from the government. So, you know, I, I essentially was only working like three hours a day to go ship instruments and still getting my full salary, which was nice. That is nice, dude. I mean, yeah. you didn't have as, you didn't have it as nice as like the bureaucrats who just like had a two year paid vacation. Well, I mean, pe- you know. I mean, a lot of people really got fucked, especially if they got sick. Like, so financially, I, I, I think I made it out very lucky because I was able to rest and recoup while still like getting paid like I was working full time. So and I was nervous yeah. that because that's, you know, the government's hard to trust when it comes like that. Like, are they going to take it back on your taxes? Are they going to make you repay it? But it ended up not being a problem. So that's the only yeah. thing I think because people were pissed off about the government doing that. But it's just like. That would have ruined our economy way more if they didn't, I think. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Um, like you said, you worked, you didn't work full-time, but you got paid for full-time. I yeah. worked full-time, and I also got paid full-time, so. <laughs> you worked at oh, McDonald's, right? Yeah, th- there was talks about shutting it down, but it never did. I find it funny that McDonald's was the one thing that just, like, throughout the whole entire, like, even, like, in the beginning, like, during lockdown, you still Yeah. <laughs> no, but also, like, we were one of the only fast food restaurants in the area that kept, um, like, that's, that, like, never closed. Because some, like, they just were, they just stopped everything for, for like, a, a couple weeks. I guess they like, found to be an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I was an essential laborer. <laughs> like, we're gonna kill everybody in this country. We just want to do it slower. Think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, because like the Taco Bell, I know, took a while to open back up again. Even when it opened back up again, like it was only drive-through. Like we, well, we didn't have like the in-person dining, but like you could still walk in this door and order something. Whereas, like, I know a lot of fast food restaurants, you couldn't do that. Right. Yeah, which I don't know how Chick Fil A is. I remember they've kept that going for so long. Their drive-through has always been efficient. I don't. I mean, I never really eat there because I don't eat fast food much in general. But like, yeah, <clears throat> the people that I'm friends with will go there every now and again. But I don't remember them like three to a lane, rows of cars, and they're walking around with like tablets, like taking orders, and it's running really efficiently. I don't remember that before yeah, COVID. So I don't know if that was a new thing. Yeah, I don't know about that either. But all I know is that if you can impress my grandpa with that, then you know it's good. <laughs> Boomers. Yeah, because, like, my grandpa, like, hates everything. And he's just, like, thinks everything's crap. And, like, it's just, 
he's he's very hard to impress and like when a when a fast food restaurant impresses him like you know it's good i don't get it like objectively it's like the shittiest food like for not just for you just like in general but that's the one thing that old people fucking love like they're so cynical about everything but fast food it just it blows my mind they're cynical about that and then they're also not cynical about um what is it never mind i i lost it Damn. right in the middle of the sentence <laughs> yeah i i i fucked it up <clears throat> i know one thing that they're not cynical about is getting fucking scammed because they're so used to dude like because my, my girlfriend's dad's kind of like that he's like he can't fathom a reality where things work differently so if you like hey this is a scam like no this is how it's supposed to work and then you know it happens and they're just like how the hell does this happen it's like bro <laughs> The world's different. <laughs> nice. I don't get why people just don't understand that their way of life is not the center of the universe. That's the one thing about old people I fucking hate. I mean, I mean, obviously people my age do that shit too, but like old people are so stubborn about it. Like they will not fucking budge until they die. <laughs> I don't know, dude. People are stupid. Like most people are stupid. <laughs> I think it's just, I don't know. I, like, if I really ask myself and try to boil it down as to why, it's I can't tell if it's a cultural thing. Because, like, if you look at most old people in every country, they're just they're stubborn as fucking. They're not going to change their ways from whatever they were raised as. So I mean, okay, in a lot of these countries, like, can you really blame them? I'm not saying if I blame them or not. I'm just trying to figure out if it's more cultural or if it's just, be, like, with age. And I think to an extent both, but... You look at most every culture, all their old people are fucking stubborn. Yeah, I mean, some for better reasons than others. Like, I mean, if you're if you're Greek and you, like, hate the Turks and you just can't shake that, like, I really don't mind. Because, like, a lot of them were around at the time where they fought wars against each other. So, as opposed to, like, if you're just, like, some Greek-American fighting with some, like, Turkish-American, like, that's stupid. <laughs> you, you guys have, like, no connection to that. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's different. That has more emotional play. I mean, yeah, like, more okay, I'm not stuff. right. Yeah, like I'm not saying you can't argue about that, but like I, I I just feel like the old people, like you said, like like you're talking about, like in Greece and Turkey, just have a more visceral, hands-on experience with that. Well, I don't think if that's the case. I don't think it's just the the old people. I feel like young people still harbor that sentiment too. Oh, definitely, yeah, but, like, maybe, I don't, I mean, probably not, but, like, you know, maybe, like, they'll, when, like, like just the, the, as the younger generation gets older, they might think differently, I don't know, probably not, but, um, yeah. One thing I do know for sure, it's just, (laughs) these conflicts are never going away, and, part of life, I don't know. But tying that all back into the COVID shit, I'm so glad. Like, I I can't stand the self righteous nonsense. Like, I'm this this whole like we have to protect old people, we have to do your part, we have to blah 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 blah. I'm so glad that shit's fucking done with. People are back. It's just to being, virtue signaling. Yeah, people are back to being the selfish, fucking careless individualists that they pretend to not be, and go vote. No, okay. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that shit's <laughs> over. Virtue signaling, it's 
it's a very and like obviously i'm guilty of this we're all guilty of it because like it's such a cheap way to like go on the offensive right and just attack something when like because like um it's just like it's not a good way of arguing things because like it's 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 so cheap you know like it's essentially cop-out Right, yeah, it requires and it, no critical thinking. Like you just pick a binary def- thing, yes. and then you choose exactly. one side or the other. Then you have both sides arguing. But I think it's worse because now there's a greater chance for a bigger audience. So it's like you have an obligation if you don't find it exciting that you have people listening to you. So you're either yeah, right. forced to participate or take this like empty shell of pride. <laughs> right. But also, it's like you're just trying to like intellectually trap someone in a debate in a very you know like i said like cheap and easy way yeah it's 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 like um this is not necessarily what i think but uh this guy i know correlated that to the bombing of nagasaki and hiroshima with the nuke he just said like that was just too cheap and easy of a way to end a war and obviously like my opinions might be different but that's just an analogy he uses and i kind of and i'm okay well Virtue signaling isn't the same thing as nuking something because virtue signaling can easily be, you know, called out on and just it can be exposed as bullshit. Whereas, you know, you can't reverse nuclear damage. Um, well, I mean, obviously, like, I, I don't know what the, the ethical questions that they debated back and forth on. But I feel like in a like in a war situation, it's just as like they wanted to get it over with as quickly as possible to prevent like further casualties or just develop more oh yeah that, that's so what like it that's is more yeah that's, that's not an ethical question that's more of like a defense question <clears throat> obviously the more oh, yeah like um, are awful for nuclear bombs but i mean the alternative was to have more fighting and more dying until the awards yeah. eventually end the hard way like a man like i don't know i don't get that <laughs> yeah um oh well i mean yeah but that that's not really um what i was really referring to because like like I said, my opinions on that aren't necessarily the same as the one, the ones of my friend. But um, also, like virtue signaling to me, it's a lot like um, swapping studies, which is actually something my my sister talked to me about. How when you swap studies, just back and forth, like there's always going to be questions about methodology. You know, who did this, when, why, how, you know, like how peer-reviewed is this? And it's like, it inhibits your ability to debate in the abstract, right? Like when I debate someone with Islam, I'm not going to virtue signal them and go, oh, terrorists, you know, like oh, all these like these dudes in concubine, like that. that's cheap. That's not a good way of arguing. Like what I'm actually going to argue with them about is like the theology and like whether or not Jesus is God or not. Like they could do the same thing with me, you know, about like um, the, the, the inquisition, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, I, that's not a good way of arguing either. Like we can keep going on this back and forth of like scoring, scoring points and just like, you know, you know, shooting those like historical hoops against each other. But like, it just, it doesn't really get us anywhere at the end of the day, I think. Yeah, I mean, especially with a religious debate. There's no religious debate that I think will be beneficial to people that are heavily into either religion. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking about a specific argument point, 
and you're deflecting that by bringing up other shit that's kind of relevant but like not imperative to what you're talking about in the moment it's a crutch but yeah and i hate that because like people they need to be seen like they're heroic or they're a martyr or like they're the the gatekeeper of justice or whatever the fuck like it's just gross to watch because not only is it disingenuous it's just pure ignorance because they don't have the the first-hand understanding to, like, impose their will over another person that has different experiences. Like, you can argue back and forth about moral implications of decisions, but at the end of the day, you're only equipped to know what you know, and you don't really have a solution either. So, yeah, you're right. It's not going to go anywhere, even if you do find some sort of common ground. Yeah. Um, and that's what, unfortunately, happens. And Obviously, it's not everyone. But, like, when I've debated with a lot of Muslims or, you know, whoever else it is, whether it's like they follow some opposing ideology or whatever, they just typically tend to just use those attacking points against the church. Like, you know, explain all of these, like, you know, why would you follow this religion if, you know, there's all these pedophiles within the institution or like, what, what, why would you do this? You know, why would you follow this religion that controlled all of Europe for the, uh, in the middle ages and oppressed people, you know, like, and I'm like, that's a good question, you know, but or like, you know, why does God do this? Why does God do and I'm like, can there be things that I don't understand? Like, <laughs> that's kind of part of life, you know? Yeah, and especially for something like that where it's more of a personal choice. So it's like if you're, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I feel like common sense. Like if you've thought that like your personal church that you went to or like people that you associated with or knew like had any part in that, you want to, you would not want to be a part of it. Yeah. Right. So or, it's like it, I I don't like this idea that we have to hold everybody accountable that you don't involve anywhere in your life to the same standards. So it's like you're only responsible for the people that you know and deal with and interact with. Right. Like I mean, if I'm not like if you ask me a question about the church, I'll gladly answer you. But I'm never gonna like you know, hey Jason, are you interested in Catholicism? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like that's not the way of going about doing things. No true mission. Um. No, that's kind of cringe. I mean, obviously, we need missionaries, but... It just um, reminds me of the missionary that went to the Sentinelese Island. <laughs> Got fucking yeah. murked with arrows. That sucks. Um, like, God, man. I mean, he's got some balls. I'll give him that. That's like, it's not like he's... That's not even balls, because that's not even bravery. He just was that delusional that it was going to happen, so I don't even think he was nervous. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you have no idea what to expect, like... I don't know. Like, if somebody's that ignorant and that determined to go to how do you know it's how do you know what's going to happen if you go there? Like because I don't any know. prior knowledge that people go to that island know that they are hostile. Like the, you're you're not allowed to go there. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, that's okay. Yeah, I see. What you're so saying. you have to be completely ignorant to put your faith that God's just going to magically transform them through your lens. So like it wasn't even bravery; he just was entitled to it. I guess I don't know. Like I said, I I, mean, I, I doubt he was nervous. He probably thought that this was fate. <laughs> I mean, points for trying. I don't know. <laughs> but what what kind know, of message something. does that send though? About what? Like nothing was learned. Like it was. It's like common sense. It's like Darwin Award being played out in real life. Like you don't really learn anything. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like that's that's all you really can take from. It. It's not like an act of courage. And even if he succeeded, he would have like give them a shit ton of diseases that probably would have wiped him out because they've been uncontacted for so long. So it's like all the way around, it would have been a shitty situation to like just not do. So but it's you, just you don't you don't learn anything. Yeah, but you that. don't you don't really know that for sure though. 
For what do you what do you mean? Know what for sure? But like it would just wipe out these people. I mean, it's a small that... island of like a couple hundred people, and like you bring it. No, I know. It's it, they're totally would eradicate them. Well, I don't know for sure. We're like you go to like well yeah I mean like they went to the Aborigines and like Australia they didn't wipe those people out they're still there. Yeah, but they've had contact with them prior for a couple hundred years. Like these these guys have not. Not been... really. The Aborigines. I mean. Or no, I mean, who are the people, like the people in Tanzania, those people had never seen anybody outside of their, out of, the, out of their island. I guess I don't know, like biology wise, like how, what this constitutes, but like, that was the one, like, that's the reason why the Indian government made it illegal because they were concerned about some sort of virus that they had no immune system for because all that shit's regional. So I, I don't know. I don't remember what the actual disease was, but that was like a legitimate concern and obviously them being hostile. And just repeated attempts of, you know, <laughs> diplomatic contact failed. So they just made it off limits, like, for a multitude of reasons. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's necessarily a good idea. Because also, like, the, there is the risk of the disease thing, like you said. But there's also, like, the risk of, like, the the like bringing disease back overseas. You know? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, good, a ton of reasons why it's not a good idea. And, like just leaping from blind faith because you think you're arrogant enough to know what God wants you to do and having that. I don't know. Like I just, that's just, just so cringy. You're right. It is cringy to me. And I mean, it's an example, like it cost him his life for being ignorant. So play carefully. I, I don't think, I mean, well, okay. In this day and age, maybe it is. Cause he had all these things telling him it was wrong. Yeah. Well, not, not, not like morally wrong, but that like, it's like, Hey, these people are going to like fuck you up. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'll give him points for trying, and then, like you really do never know what you're gonna get. Um, I don't know. Maybe Saudi was gonna get lucky. I, I wish. I really don't he was know. Still alive, so people could interview and be like, "What the fuck is going through your like goddamn head?" Like, <laughs> like because like to me, I can't think of another reason. Like you have all the people telling you not to for you for one, it's illegal. So like he had to fucking pay some local fishermen to go do this. So it's like he really had to think about it. And he made the wrong decision. It wasn't like something like it. It it felt like it, he felt like it was his rite of passage, or like he was. It was his divine right to spread the message. But I don't understand why he picked that tribe. Like he, why he thought that was a good idea to do. Like every warning sign was just overshadowed by some sort of divine right, which what, is uh, interesting. What kind of what kind of Christian was he? I don't know. It was probably a fucking Latter Day Saint or something gay like that. Well, yeah, in that case, no, it sucks. I disagree. <laughs> I'm not, or I'm not Latter-day Saint. Actually, you know what? Let's look up. I was thinking of Seventh-day Adventists because those guys are Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, they're the, they're the, the same, same thing? thing? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not I don't, I don't think they are. I understood um, that they were different. I mean, they're similar in, like, the cult aspects, but... Who knows, but I... He was Asian, so... Oh, he was Asian. Okay, I believe that's well, so. better. If he was, if he was white, people would have went flipped their shit. <laughs> people still were pretty mad. Like I said, I don't care. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if he was, like, I don't care what his ethnicity is. If people, if he was white, people would have flipped their fucking balls. He was 26 too. His name was John Chow. John Chow. John nice. Chow. Um, nice. <clears throat> let's see. It just says he was a Christian missionary. Okay. I don't self self-proclaimed. 
I, I don't know, man. This It's just, when I see shit like this, it's just, like, it's so preventable. Like, any shred of common sense would tell you not to do it. It's not even, like, oh, this is a challenge I can overcome, especially by yourself. Like, that's not even... Like if he his um, best case scenario was I'm I'm hoping for a miracle or maybe he thought the miracle was definite I don't know. Well, I'll I'll, I'll end it here and then I think we should start talking about the movie. <laughs> oh shit! Um, I forgot about the fucking movie. I know, right? But okay, I'll end it here and then I'll talk about and and then I'll lead into the movie. So I I give him credit where credit is due in the sense that he had major balls because like he. There's very likely something bad was going to happen. And I respect him going to the Sentinel Islands much more than Protestant missionaries that go to Catholic countries in Latin America. And we're like, hey, we're we're converting these people from one type of Christianity to a slightly different form of Christianity. Oh, yep. And just uh, pat you on the back. You know, you're a missionary. You're brave. And it's like, no. How about you go to Thailand where like no one is Christian? And it is extremely looked down upon if one is, you know, like, how about you go there, you know, or like go to Burma, go to, go to Vietnam. Like, no, that's a challenge. <laughs> that's that's a, hard. Yeah. yeah like that's something you should. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my anyway. statement on it is get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> nice um so jason and i watched a movie titled babel by alejandro gonzalez iñarritu <clears throat> one of the three amigos were they and referring to the tower of babel or is it another word in another language pretty sure it is referring to the tower of babel because the tower of babel held like all of the languages remember Okay, I kind of figured, but I just didn't know if or, it was a no. Spanish word or something. Remember Babel, was, like, the Tower of Babel was, like, the, like, man was trying to build all the way up to heaven and just get to heaven by their own means without God, and then God punished them by, like, he dispersed them, oh. gave, the, gave them all separate um, languages and everything. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean... That's kind of what I get out of it. I haven't heard that in interview, but like I assume it is because, right? Um, the whole movie is about like it has it has four different timelines and locations and stuff like that. Or sorry, four different plot lines, and it's all about how they're interconnected without them even realizing it, and how like the world is like it it's it's so like disconnected and it's so it's so big and everything, but it's also like connected and there's hope you know at the end of the day it's a really really interesting unique movie you know it's kind of hard to talk about because there's literally different stories going on at the same time so anytime we like go and diverge into different characters we have to fucking explain that yeah <laughs> yeah because like you really it's like one. yeah i know because it's like four different movies in yeah. one movie but it but it works that's what's like so miraculous about it. Yeah, I like how they link together too. Because sometimes when movies try to like intertwine different storylines, they make some unbelievable tidbit of how they're related. But I feel like this one was a little bit more modest, which was nice. Yeah, no, and you actually could buy that it was. Yeah, you real. could buy that it happened. It's, I mean, I I don't even know where to start to explain it to even connect. I feel like we have to give some sort of like background into all the stories very lightly. <laughs> 
Yeah, but this is what I really love about Inyaritu's movies, for the most part, that is, is how real they feel and how, like, you could, like, it, it legitimately could be, like, happen. Right. You know? Which is, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, like, I mean, obviously, he shoves in stuff that doesn't need to be in there, like we talked about. Like, in the Moroccan storyline, <laughs> there's literally, like, okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, a child not incest but it's like it wasn't incest no 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 no. but like it's because i don't know really i was just trying to put one word on it and i couldn't i apologize it's like you know because like they're out in the middle of the desert haha like i mean i'm not saying it's humorous but it's like (laughs) there's there's like there's nothing else to do so oh yeah brother's gonna spy on the sister and it's like okay that that i that's fine people do that all the time like it's really not but then it's like do you really need to show a scene of like a little kid you know like yeah so like that's i mean it, it it would make sense in real life like yeah like if you're from some small village in sub-saharan africa and your sister is the hottest bitch in the tribe you know but they didn't have to show the kid jacking off on a mountain like that <laughs> yeah i know and also like the the way it was like shot i'm yeah. like okay like um, imagine them directing that guy <clears throat> how much that must have been like the most awkward the creepiest thing yeah i would not want my kid to do that no and i mean i know that i know they have to sign like you know contracts and like and like permission especially if they're a minor to do certain things like that right from their parents or if you're 18 plus like yeah you have to agree like yeah I'll, i'll do this you know i'll 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 do a i'll do a scene naked or i'll put a spider on my face or stuff like that so they they do consent to it which yeah. i mean i guess i have to give them that and it's really like i don't what? know man. my i mean i no, I'm i mean at conf- the at the end of the day it's it's really creepy and makes me feel uncomfortable i'm conv- which i honestly what sorry go ahead i'm gonna cut you off yeah which which, which which at the end of the day like it literally brings the movie like a whole point down i mean the movie's still great i give it a great score which i'll mention at end, but it's like it would be so much better if that wasn't in the movie yeah, I'm like them. That's that scene is so terrible. Yeah, and I'm conflicted because my opinions kind of changed. I've generally usually of the opinion like, especially because they're trying to go for like realness or rawness or shock value, but not just to be edgy, but to show like the grittiness of real life, right? It's, it's the same kind of premise yeah. with rape scenes. It's like it happens, but should we depict it or not? And for the most part, like I'm always of the opinion like as long as it's not real, you can pretty much do whatever. But my yeah. my opinion has kind of changed with children because especially from an entity like Hollywood and how much of a grooming organization that they are and how much they just sneak subliminal pedo shit into all of our forms of media. Like it just it just makes me sick watching that being represented because the people that are going to be enticed by it are going to, you know, <laughs> be fucking in, they're going to they're going to go crazy. So I mean, it's when like it comes it's to soft- kids, I don't think it's- they should be subjected to doing even if it like. Yes, it's a good job portraying real life, but I don't have a problem with like you know adults that look like teenagers and they're playing teenagers doing that. Like I, I feel like that's probably where my line goes. That kid was like eleven yeah. years old. Or yeah, something. exactly. Like if that, like he might have been younger. And also, it's it's like that was literally just like softcore porn. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, like, because it wasn't that even... scene. It's just and like then again, it it only happens for like three seconds. Which I can obviously they didn't I show can, anything, but like still. No, yeah, but like, you can still shoot shoot it in a certain way where it's like okay, 
Like, you know, but also I'm like, I can kind of forgive it, like I said, because it literally only lasts like three seconds and it never comes back again. I mean, um, I don't feel like the, the whole point was to give you a little bit of softcore porn. I think the whole point was to illustrate what life is like there. Like, I, I got that, but I, I don't know. I just yeah. Yeah. The ma- ma- yeah. Maybe the in- too strong these days. Right, like I, I, I kind of agree with you that that's more what it was going for. But even so, like even if that's what it was going for, I don't think it necessarily worked. Yeah, just because like, it was going for, di- you know, like like you could have, yeah. he could have just stopped at him spying on his sister because we would have filled in the blanks in our heads. Like that's what he's going to eventually do. Like he didn't have to go and portray it, I guess. Yeah, or he could have just like, yeah, like he could have just shown it in a good, more creative way where he's like, "Hey, I'm going off to do what? I don't know," and then just leave it there, you know. And I, I hold like, the, the kind of opposite sentiment for rape scenes, but only very lightly. Like, most people these days get really mad if there's a rape scene. And I think it's important to show, like, visceral stuff, especially, like, mentally to help you get over it. Like, if it keeps triggering it, you know, keeps triggering a trauma response in you, you have to find some way to overcome it. So, I, but again, mm-hmm. like, if the whole point of the movie is just to, you know service rape fantasy people or people that actually get a thrill out of it then it's a different story but i don't know i'm not inherently against like raw scenes just because they're you know inherently crude or grotesque but i think the intent is also behind it but again anything with kids i think is off limits i think okay so the only in movie that doesn't have that kind of thing in it is amor sparrows (laughs) yeah it doesn't Almost okay, and like I'll show you some more of his movies. Almost all of his other movies have a scene like that with the kid in Morocco, and I'm like, does that really need to be there? Like that makes me think that that is his angle then, because if he puts it in every movie, like that's just what he enjoys. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's it's not necessarily like a kid. Oh, that's not no 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 no. no, That's not that's getting pretty sus then. No 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 definitely definitely but like Tarantino and feet riff. Right, right. But it's it's like what what I was saying is like he just puts something in there where it's just like okay. Like like he has a like you've seen the revenant, right? Yeah. Like that that rape scene, I was like, okay, that's clearly just an F U to like Western civilization. I'm like shut up. Like Which is why it goes on longer than what it needs to be. It's it's meant to make you uncomfortable. No camera right, shaking, I- just fucking high def rape. <laughs> right and it's like of course well actually i think like the way he, it wasn't that bad um, i think i might wasn't be thinking about i thought it was like a brutal scene and i might be thinking of a different movie no it's not it's not that bad it's actually like it's just it's not violent i mean obviously like it is clear what is happening but it's not like it's not like violent and like just the screaming like it's just you know like but what i don't like about it is they just depict the french dude as just like this this like just this idiot who is just obsessed with like with with you know doing it with this with this native american woman and like and i'm yeah. just like just like just come on like did that happen like sure maybe but it's like yeah, i don't know you know what's i'm funny like you're, is, i'm like you're clearly just trying to send a message here which um yeah. when you do that that's where i kind of draw the line now that I think about it, you remember in a lot of like war movies that depicted medieval or Vikings or ancient Greece or whatever, there's always that scene where they storm the city and like they grab the fucking screaming woman and just start raping her while everybody's fighting. Remember those kind of scenes? 
I haven't really seen as much of those movies. Like Troy and the the shit was in Vikings too. Like most movies that depict like ancient battles always have a scene where some screaming woman's being dragged to the wall to get fucking pounded. I'm just like, what the fuck? I've never, I've never seen Troy. Um, I've never, have you seen Kingdom of Heaven? Uh, I think so. Okay. Cause I haven't seen that either, but I'm sure that would totally put that in there. (laughs) I don't know. I guess it just depends um, on like what they actually show and how long it is and what the purpose of it is. I guess but if it's just a rape scene just to have one, it's just like it's kind of a crutch too. What's the point? Right. But I'm not against right. having shocking things be a part of your story if it actually adds to it. Yeah, right. Not because like if it's like all the value in it is just the shock, then yeah. it doesn't really have anything. Exactly. Especially um, if it's like, which... historical. If they add like extra shit that didn't actually happen as a dramatization, that is kind of that to me is a little bit. Not the fact that they did it, just the fact that like they're portraying an already bad situation, even worse by something that didn't actually happen. All right, because I'm I'm fine if you do that if you take creative liberty, but don't try to say that it's based off a true story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like just, yeah, they'll just, say that, which means like the events happen, but everything dialogue is bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. No, like Inglorious Bastards isn't like a historical. It doesn't claim to be a historical film. It's just like this is just a fun alternate history thing. Well, it's a complete know? fictionalization. It's not even like exactly though. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because like it, that is clearly not trying to be as a yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but what was really okay? Like, I mean, this Babel has a lot of shocking moments. It's not like it. It is a very like. It's not dour. It's like. It's hard to describe what it makes you feel. I remember yeah. the the one that made me the. I, I was trying to think of the storyline that made me the most sad. The one that was the most depressing, I think, was the Japanese girl one. That was pretty sad. Um, and, and pretty much the backstory for everyone listening is this. God, I'm trying to figure out what the best way to tie this in. All right, so this this high school. She's in high school, right? Like that's her thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in high school. And her dad is some really rich, successful guy, and he ties into the African story because he went hunting in Africa and he lended this guy a rifle, which sold it to the family of the kid that shot the American tourist. So yeah, she's basically by herself all the time. And I can't, I guess the trauma of seeing her mom die, or I can't remember if, if she actually saw it or whatever, the, like her mom dying just made her become a nymphomaniac for some reason. So she's trying to find sexual gratification from everybody she can find to like people that are randomly in the street school her fucking dentist the detective and yeah (laughs) the funny like the most unintentionally funny scene in that whole movie is like the detectives asking her questions and then she comes back in the room completely naked and like he's hesitating whether or not he wants to partake in this endeavor and then he ultimately is like no this is wrong and then she starts crying. He consoles her. And then, you know, the, the mood should have been established. Like, you know, she has trauma. He's there for her, not sexually. He's trying to help her out. And then immediately she goes back to sucking his finger. And I just lost my mind. It was so fucking funny. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> or wait, was she doing something else? Or she just... She was... She, no, oh, no, like, yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. No, like the <laughs> the the ruse was up like he like she was crying already and he was comforting her and then just started right back up again after that's been established it was just fucking it's sad but it's just intent the most unintentional funny scene in the fucking thing yeah um (laughs) i really did like i mean i I liked all the plot lines because i think 
um, this might be like I, I don't want to speak for you, but I could tell like you may, you probably liked this better than Amores Sparrows, right? Um, or if not, then you could tell me later why. But I don't know. I I think I might have liked Amores Sparrows a little bit better. The pacing on this one was a little bit longer, but I, I think everything was congruent. Like I don't know. I. I feel like um, this one is more I, depressing. I mean, Amor Sparrows is depressing too. Yeah, but it's it has more comical moments in it, like not intentional comical moments. Right, and also like the first like a lot of the first plot line is like kind of upbeat. You know, it's got like the montage scenes with like the dog fighting. Right. Um. Yeah, I could. Say, I remember you said you weren't really a fan of the second plot line. Yeah, that one was a little bit... Actually, I forgot about that. That wasn't that movie, so I maybe... Because yeah, I think you would say that, like, the plot lines in here, you liked them all, right? In yeah, Babel? I, th- I, th- I actually, I, th- I think as, like, as movies go, I think this was a better movie, but for some reason, I liked Amoris Peros better. I don't know why. Amoris Peros, like, I, I mean, like, I, I was trying to tell you, it's so unbelievably good, and, like, the more you watch it, it's it's a masterpiece. It's It's... I would it's I think it's one of the best movies of the 20 of the 21st century so far. Yeah, I like it a lot and I also I think my favorite overall was the the one we watched before this I'm blanking on the name of it. Um one of that guy has they're trying to get to the states and he's outrunning the gang oh, that um, Bossy killed. Sin nombre. Yeah, I think I like that one the best. Hmm, actually funny enough like that one the least out of the ones we watched i mean i still love it but that's what makes us a great show we're two different people <laughs> yeah we have different opinions but um even though at the end of the day it's really no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> at sentence, the end of the bro. day we looked we look different but we're really the same person <laughs> yeah one of um, us is undercover yeah so like would you would <laughs> would you say that Babel is more balanced than amores peros in believability, yeah. Well, n- not that. I mean, like, in terms of, like, the actual... The quality of each plot line. Because I remember... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Like, would you argue that Amoris Peros, even if, it like, the second plot line is weaker, like, the other two are so good, it, it just, like, it makes the movie better than Babel? Because I would argue that. I mean, even though yeah. I don't think that I don't think the second plot line is bad. I think I mean obviously I don't think it is as good as the other two, but like, it is clearly the weakest one. But I just think like the first plot line and the third plot line just they could be like their own movies. They're so good. My biggest problem was with how that movie ended. I hate that that cliffhanger walk into the desert sunset ending. Like that was my it's biggest also, problem. That is also where we disagree, because I don't really think he was right into the sunset because like you don't even know what the, what he's gonna do you right, know that's what i'm saying they, they left it on such an ambiguous note it's just like okay like if no like, but it, came but it's no like point. no but it's almost like well i mean he, he did do something good but it's like at the end of the day it's like you, you can ask questions you're like why didn't he try to actually stay with his daughter like where is he going like you know what are his plans it's it, it, like and it didn't portray it as like a happy ending like indiana jones riding into the sunset it That's was kind of just like it didn't no, have a but conclusion it did. in my opinion like it didn't have to be happy or sad like there was just no conclusion 
I mean, that's just, I mean, like, I, I don't know, we disagree about this, but I just think that's, that's just kind of like the point of the movie and just like the emptiness that we, we feel in our lives now. And I'm not, and it, it, but it, but it didn't come across to me as like some like overly depressing, like stoner, like, <laughs> oh, like just uh, the pain, dude. Like, I, I, I'm like, I, I, yeah. I, just, I think it, he pulled it off in a very, very clever and tasteful way. Also, even with like the, the, the brothers, how you don't really know what happens with them. It's just like, I, I'm fine with that too. You know, like just something happened. I don't know. Like, did it even really matter? <laughs> you know? I guess it's because I've just seen that type. Like, if you're like, it's fine if you're gonna have a movie. Like, not like that's the point. But I feel like I've seen that just end scene so many times in different movies where it's just the the last scene is just the the fucking main character walking off in the distance to no conclusion. Like, I just feel like it's a cop out way to end it in that way specifically. I, I can see what you're saying. Like the argument you're making. I just think that he did it. Like in your in your two did it right though. I think so. It wasn't as cheesy, but I, it's, I think it's my same problem with movies that use the schizophrenic. Like, oh, the whole movie didn't happen. It was just all in his head. Like, I can't stand that fucking trope. I, I oh, think- no, that's that's awful. I mean, it, it was fine when, when they did it in The Sixth Sense because that was like, it was a novelty, you know? Um, you have seen that, right? Yes, I have. Yeah, that was, a, I mean, that's a cool twist. But obviously, like, certain twists like they just start trends where it's like can we not do this like well and this isn't a twist but like i remember toy story 2 started the 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 trend of like every animated movie needs to end in a musical number i'm like <laughs> why you know like we, we've we've seen this you know um yeah, that's that's probably the worst of all sins musical <laughs> yeah if you if you fuck up music that's like <laughs> half of the the movie experience so. for real dude yeah um so you liked the japanese plot line the best you said yeah because i i mean i can't relate to being a nymphomaniac but like i can like relate to like the emptiness and the that like ethereal depress not depression but like that just that feeling of being alone with yourself in that way and like you you don't have like one relationship of value so I feel like in that way I, that related more with me than the other plot lines. Um, it was an interesting um, take, you know, and like I haven't really seen other movies like that. So, um, but then again, like I feel like if other movies tried to t- t- uh, tackle like a, a similar subject, it just would fall flat on its face, you know? Yeah, because I mean, it would it, just be like some Oscar bait kind of movie. Yeah, be it, it would, you just, like, imagine all the people wearing suits clapping at the Oscars when you see the scene, it's like, do we really need this? Right. Which is, like, I typically like movies, right, like, I typically like movies where that doesn't happen, because, like, is there any, is there at any point of, in the whole Amoris Peros, like, is there any point where you can just picture, like, the people in Hollywood going, like, oh, 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 man, you know, like, it doesn't happen, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they probably would go for like the dog fighting aspect of why it's like, wrong and blah 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 blah. No, 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 no. I mean, like a moment where the audience like applauds. You know, like that's just the moment where it happens. You know? Oh yeah, no, I can't think of a single scene in that movie. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's neither with this movie. Um, well, but that's the thing. Like it's a sensational thing. Like they don't purposely make a dramatic scene to make you feel good, which I can't stand. Like. 
I really can like if if there's one thing I'm gonna stay cynical for the rest of my life, it's just the way that Western movies just force this bullshit, just cheesy goddamn scenes that oh, it, just, it makes me it just it physically makes me sick. Oh yeah, definitely, and that's what like Inyaritu's movies are very much like not filled with which is what i love about his movie so much like i said about like just the realism but not to the point where it just feels like a documentary yeah. it still feels like a movie and like a plot line with characters you know but it just he's he's very creative in the way that he constructs his worlds you know yeah yeah and it was it was weird to see brad pitt in a movie like this how so exactly because like he he really didn't play that big of a role. Yeah, I guess in the that's movie. true. Like he was, he was like he was a background character essentially. Even though they gave him a lot of screen time, like they didn't really, like the really the only thing that you got from him that he is that he just was really passionate about saving his wife. Like he didn't really have any sort of like deeper character arc than that. And the same yeah, thing it was pretty. Movie. Yeah, it was pretty simple and just kind of mysterious. Yeah. Not necessarily in like the ooh mysterious, just in the sense that like we just didn't really know, you know. But that's why I think it's surprising um, he's in a movie like that playing that type of character. I guess because he usually like you usually can figure out like the kind of character that he plays because he kind of plays similar characters, even though he has the same yeah. personality in this movie. But his character is completely mundane. <laughs> I mean, I, he still does a good job. No, I'm not saying um, it's a bad job. But, I'm saying it's just—it's strange that he's in this movie playing this kind of character. Yeah, it just—it yeah, like you're saying, like it just didn't seem like a character he would play. I thought yeah. you were telling me like in the movie itself. No, like, no, no, like him personally. Like I got you. I don't know why he chose to do this movie and play this character. I don't know. Maybe they paid him a bunch of money. They would have to, I'd assume. Jesus, because especially this, this was older. This, this is more when he was in his prime. So I, I oh yeah, because like super if, expensive to hire. No, because if like someone like him wasn't in this movie, like who the f- who would even like know about this movie? Who would even like who in America would hear about this movie made by like a Mexican director about like three different plot? Like, <laughs> n- you know, like n- but it's like Brad Pitt's in it. Oh, totally, I'm going to see it. You know, like Americans can't even follow one plot line, let alone three. <laughs> exactly, and it's all in like four five different languages it's like yeah. there's no way like if brad pitt wasn't in this movie i'm not saying it wouldn't be as good it's like it just it wouldn't have no one would even we would we wouldn't probably even be talking about or i would probably know what it is because i know all this like spanish kind of like rabbit hole stuff but like the average person wouldn't really even know about it which they probably only don't even but like you see what i'm saying yeah no i feel you I mean, that's probably why um, they got him in the first place. I'm just surprised he accepted. Maybe it was fun. I don't know. Maybe. It looked like it was fun, even though it was depressing yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's part of the reason why I like Amoris Perros better is because I think it has a lot stronger characters. Yeah, that, that's the one thing this movie didn't really have was... Because like, that's why I'm saying like the Japanese girl, you really got more like in-depth into her character. And the same thing with the 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 Spanish lady that was the babysitter, like you could get more of her kind of ideas about things, I guess, and her sacrifices and her errors and her realizing her errors. So like you got some development from her too, but like but those really were the only two characters that had the depth. Because the, the the thing about the the Moroccan one, like none of those characters had any sort of depth to them at all, like the kids or the dad. Definitely, yeah, they were kind of like. 
they're kind of two-dimensional. Yeah, so that's... I mean, I still liked them. Like, the dad was, like... It fit, for sure. Oh, yeah, and, like, you know how, like, there's, there's certain characters where, like, even if they're not deep, like, you still like and care about them. Like, the, just by how they, like, how they're... How, like, the actor performs and, like, what he looks like even can help, you know? Because, like, the you see the dad and, like, you just, you know, you just kind of smile. Like, he's just a nice-looking guy, you know, just <laughs> on the farm. I don't know, yeah. like... I mean, and also, like, you you can tell that, like, he cares about his family and, like, his sheep and everything. Yeah, and that's the one thing I actually kind of do respect is, like, that's that's kind of our downfall because, like, in our pursuit for diversity, we have to make every sort of ethnic character, like, super multifaceted, super good at everything and just very hyper-intelligent. But, like, you go to fucking Morocco, you probably find, like, you know, ten of those dudes in the village. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I was about to say is that, like, I guess, like, because, you know, it is kind of, like, that, that. that's not far off from, like, what would what real life would be like. Like, we'd yeah. probably go to Morocco and, like you said, see people that were like that, you know, where it's, like, their lives are just so simple. Yeah, like, if I like, go to some for our, farming yeah. town in Morocco, if I walk up to the dude, he's not going to be like, yes, I think the implications of our geopolitical systems, our countries are affecting our economic standpoint in agriculture. He'd be like, why you take my sheep? <laughs> like, he, he would just probably be like... <laughs> Yeah, he'd just be like, salam alaikum. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know. Like he's, he's fine. He's just a regular guy. He doesn't he's have to be a fucking chilling. international spy who can make MacGyver everything. Like, I hate that shit so much. It's like, they can't <laughs> just let people be people. <laughs> right, I'm like, why do we all need to... No, because diversity just means, like, you want us to look different, but we have to think all the same. You know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so if it's you like... don't have a, a white British villain and some girl with curly hair that is super smart, like, it's not a real movie. <laughs> No, definitely not. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, the more I think about it, like I guess I didn't have a problem with the Moroccan characters just being kind of like, yeah, Moroccan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of talked myself out of my own point, so never mind. I know. Yeah, I guess I. Yeah, we both go back on our point. <laughs> never mind. I retract that. There's a great right, character. and it's and it's not like they weren't like. <laughs> it's not like I didn't care about them. You know, I liked them. <laughs> I feel bad for or like the brother. Yeah, that was sad. Because he got lumped in the shit and he's the one that got shot and fucking killed. I, I know. That was or really did he sad. die? I think he died. I think he did, yeah. Yeah. It was just like... Yeah. God. That was sad. And then, like... I remember when, like, the cop asked the kid, like, is it, does, uh... You know, what, what what's his name live there? And he's like, no, he lives over there. He's like, if you're lying, I'm gonna cut your balls off. <laughs> That was like, and then <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, um, that's something that would happen in real life. Two cops to say that shit. Yeah, but um, Inyaritu is very good with like tension too, you know, and like having like scenes that are just they're so tense, you know, with without it feeling like overbearing, and like he's very good at like building up tension stuff, you know, like it's just yeah. like the the scene where the boys just explain that like they they were the one who shot the bus and all this stuff, and then. You know, like it, it's a very like a lot of stuff just kind of pours out in the movie, which is a lot of like real life. You know, like if the situation was to happen, it would be mayhem. You know, I I don't know if people would give that much of a shit, like how they they made it seem like it was such a big diplomatic problem for some American lady to get shot on a bus in the middle. Oh, of Oh, that's there. that's I I wasn't really talking about that. I was just talking about like the actual like family in Morocco. Oh. 
how like they're just it literally like they're like wait wait what, what are you talking about and then it, and then the 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 brother goes like hey my brother like watches my sister and then the dad's like what <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like that that it just felt very natural you know i don't know yeah <laughs> at one point he's like why have you done this to us and he just kept smacking him. <laughs> yeah yeah. I think he's he slapped his daughter too. Yeah, he slapped he's bitch slapped his whole family. Except for the yeah. mother. Um Wait, she didn't yeah, she didn't. She was chilling. Yeah, she's she was just concerned she just looked concerned the whole movie. She didn't fucking say anything. I think she maybe said like one thing. Maybe, but the whole movie she was just staring, just observing. Oh no. Remember she asked the the boys to like watch the sheep? Oh, it's a very important line. <laughs> yes, but she she still said Go something. Go watch the sheep. <laughs> I mean, she kind of noticed that they were like down. I don't know. No, I know. I just I just think it's funny. Like the, t- <laughs> which is I mean, it is a real dynamic. Like you like I can walk into a fucking place right now. There's some old fucking ethnic bitch just staring at me, not saying anything. Like that's real. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a thing that you, we observe in nature. Dude, it's, my, it's real. Uh, my girlfriend's mother is is Filipino, and I remember the first time I ever met her. Like, I, I walked into the house, and I was like, hi, I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. And she just, like, she didn't say anything. She just, like, sternly stared at me and then just, like, went back to whatever she was reading. <laughs> I see, you know, I've never had a one conversation with her mom. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, good luck with that. Well, <laughs> anyway. um, But, yeah, I mean, it's I, that's what I did like about the movie. It's It was believable um in that way with one-dimensional characters as opposed to just being background characters right and like it obviously like they didn't feel like stereotypes you know like they still definitely like represented the respective cultures that they pertain to yeah you know without it feeling like it was just stereotypes like i still actually you know like i said i liked the characters i wanted to keep watching you know even if you know like like we talked about like they were different and we're pretty representative i guess of the culture they were representing yeah yeah i um, I thought it was i thought it was well done um i'm trying to think of other portions of the movie that i enjoyed or related to i think um the one yeah that we really talked about the mexican one basically the the american his the guy that's wife got shot while he was in morocco a uh, mexican babysitter was watching his two kids and basically she wanted to go to her son's wedding in mexico and could not find a way to have somebody cover her so she ends up taking the kids with her to mexico to this wedding and then trying to get across the border they run into some trouble her nephew was being smart with the fucking border patrol agent because he was drunk and then they sped out of there and then he basically ditches them in the middle of the desert and she's with these fucking kids dehydrated and then she eventually finds michael pena who is a uh Geeky, Geeky, who's a rude border patrol agent which is really funny yeah i and know because like arrest in... her it's really cosmically yeah. funny but okay my prop like one of the biggest problems i had with that the whole going back into america going through the border patrol thing is like when the when the cop asked the like the the little girl like hey is 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 she your aunt your auntie or whatever I'm like and she just said no it's like <laughs> it, most little kids would probably just be like no but she's my babysitter 
You know, I don't know. Sometimes, like, if you ask kids a direct question, they won't elaborate on it. They'll just like directly it's answer. Okay. You. So that I don't, I could see that. Like, especially because like some kids would do that shit. Like they would just say the wrong thing to get you in trouble. Like I, I imagine like she turning around and fucking slapping her with a flip flop really fucking hard. Yeah, <laughs> I like, guess. You know but... me? I fucking raised you. Right. Even so, though, I just was like, that was, I don't know. Didn't really feel genuine. And also, like when. The babysitter literally just like leaves behind the kids to go find help. I'm like, would she really do that? Yeah, that part didn't make sense. Like, you're statistically going to die either way, so you might as well bring them with you. It's less time. Well, no, it's because she didn't want she didn't want them to keep walking because they were already like so tired. She could have carried them on each shoulder because she was carrying one of them. She could have fucking water barreled it. (laughs) I know, but yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's why I'm just like, I, I really don't see why. Uh, anyone would do that like that was kind of didn't really make any sense and then she found kiki dude when she found kiki it was like like he's 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 kiki now like he's not michael fenya now he's kiki in my head like just because he usually doesn't play like antagonist like i I thought it was gonna be all right like that was gonna end on a happier note but it just didn't (laughs) wasn't he really that bad though oh well no he wasn't bad but like he's he's usually not like the opposing character he was he was serious yeah and he was like yeah like um like he she asked her he asked her a bunch of questions and then she was telling about hey there's the kids and he's like oh you you gotta yeah bring them to me like what's going on (laughs) like he was just very serious and like by the book you know yeah which is it threw me off because like even even in narcos when he was playing a serious dea agent he still had his like sense of humor and his like machismo yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. and like and like he he wasn't like fall, he, he wasn't really like uh like i'm following the rules like, he was definitely mo- like i'm doing my own thing like remember yeah. there was a lot of times where he was he wanted to just go and take out like rafa or he wanted to go do this by himself and he's like why can't i just like do my own thing or like why don't you trust me like whereas like him as the border patrol agent who's very much like you know just by the book and everything which yeah <laughs> which is kind of weird because like we're just yeah and that that is interesting how you um yeah. brought that up because when i saw him as kiki in narcos mexico i it was really weird for me because like you know i i thought that was a weird role for him but yeah they like looking back at it yeah i was i guess i was wrong because like he does still have his michael Pena-ness in it and I he's also still think this is best character Cause like he's a really good fucking yeah. actor. Like people overlook him because he's goofy, but like he fucking really is a good actor. Yeah, and also like he still maintained like his his Michael Pena goofiness. Yeah, you know, which 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 makes which which I really like about him. You know. Yeah, that and that's I what mean, a, lot, a lot of people like him. Um, not to derail it to talk about that, but that honestly that was the most depressing thing in my life was you know like his family down there. With and especially like just like you know you falling for their characters like with his wife and their kid and all that and then like for him to die like that and then just leave it oh dude that was heartbreaking yeah I'm a, I f- watched like the first episode of season two oh did yeah you, like did you so you haven't seen it yet no I did I see Kiki die yeah I did oh okay I can't remember if that was in season he one. dies like the second to last episode of season one okay yeah dude that was fucked yeah that was that was brutal like they just captured the doctor that gave him like that adrenaline shot yeah and they extradited him i think um and also like felix is just like a total dick (laughs) 
any semblance of me liking him is just like gone. He is an awful human being. Yeah, his character became unlikable really quickly at, at the end of the end of the series because he he was a, like he had the opposite effect of um of El, of fucking Pablo it was because like him like he you could tell like well you thought that you could tell that he actually did it for the right reasons like he was just a businessman like he wasn't a fucking psychopath until he kind of sh- like i don't know if it made him that way or if he just kind of showed his true colors at the end but like he was a very right yeah he was, he was like, a likable character he really was and oh I, yeah obviously no he pablo wasn't like that in real life but the way that they portrayed him definitely is also a very good actor too he is you know i'm uh, yeah like he gives a great performance but yeah it was the character more so that we were critique like yeah like like you're saying like pablo escobar well, in narcos we must say like in real life he was probably like a lot more depraved like um even if he did like cheat on his wife a couple times like he still like admitted that he was wrong you know and like he eventually you know like you said like he was doing it for his family yeah and that was the most important that that was the most important thing to him yeah Yeah. he just kept going into the lifestyle until it just obviously if you get sucked into that you're just going to keep going until you lose your mind and then lose yourself as a person so you know i can't say that i would be the same way like I, I can't say I would have my full moral standing if I decided to be more, more of a, you know, self, not self proclaimed but like more of a successful drug dealer and having to make hard decisions. Like I, I feel like most people would lose themselves if they're put in that position. I mean, yeah, like he just had so much money. I guess it was just like, what yeah. do you do? Like yeah. he, he became too yeah, greedy. Man. That was his problem, and which is the problem and the downfall of most people is like his greed and his yeah, lack but of- I. Oh, definitely. But I just Direction. think, like, even in the end, even if it was that, I still liked him to the end, which is which is not the case with with uh, with Felix. Whereas, like, I know the 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 story is not done yet, but just now, I'm like, okay, Felix, you're an awful person. Like, yeah, yeah. right. Like you said, like Pablo was at least you could tell he thought he was doing it for the right reasons, and a lot of cases you could say yeah he kind of was doing it for the right route but it's like felix it's like no you literally like told your wife i don't need you anymore like go away and then like no one in your party likes you anymore you're just a greedy asshole and like everyone thought you were arrested and then wait what happened with that with like the guy who was like gonna he had felix at gunpoint and then felix said he had like some tapes or something he had some sort of blackmail and a shit ton of money. I it's I haven't watched it in a while, but I think what it boils down to is he's like an opportunist. So it's like he generally does not want it. Like he has shitty beliefs, but those don't come out until like you challenge him. So it's like if you never have a reason to have a problem with him, he won't cross you. Like he'll because he his his strength was his organizational skills and his ability to solve problems. Like that's how he came so successful. And that became his downfall because he lost that side of himself when he started getting angry and more emotional and he started going out of his way to fuck people over. That's what cost him basically his freedom. So it's like he he's just, an opportunist. So it's like he had those same beliefs to begin with, but they didn't start coming out because they didn't have a reason to. He would never just innately do those things. Yeah, I remember when he like, just brutally murdered Nava. Yeah, and that was I think that was the start of how he kind of lost a lot of credibility and a lot of more mistakes kept happening after that. Definitely. But also, like, remember correctly, a lot of people probably like hate Nava, but I actually kind of liked him. (laughs) I know a lot of people was just like, "Hey, he's just some like greedy, like annoying douchebag," 
Or like, no, no, sorry. He's like just some pretentious, annoying douchebag. But like, I don't know. Like, I just, I liked how he put Felix in his place. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I just, I've said it before, but again, Rafa is the most annoying. I hate his fucking character. No, when he when they caught him, that was satisfying. As hell. Yeah, I was like, kill that motherfucker, so we don't have to see him anymore. <laughs> right, but also like Which when is they caught incredible. If you think about like a fictional character can strike that much emotion in you, which is really cool. Yeah, I know it's cool. Well, he's based on a real character. Well, sorry, a real person, <laughs> not a character. <laughs> he's based on a real character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As if we're all, like, it's a, a life where just, like, RPG, you know, and we can just select, like, our traits and our and our hair, and our, which, I mean, that kind of is true to an extent. But. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, when, when they caught ne- uh, Neto, I was like, no. Because, <laughs> like, Net- I remember you told me he got not as likable. I liked him the whole way through. Uh, Neto I, was awesome. Fucking Neto. Yeah, but, like you, um, I could not look at him without just like, just like smiling. He would be a really fun person to talk to in real life. Yeah, exactly. Like just the way a character looks, like you just and the, like the feelings it gives you. You know, like how you look at Neto and you're like, I definitely want to sit down and have a beer with that guy. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you said, like he just looks like a guy you want to see in real life, and he's just like. He just looks so like lovable, and, like just like just chill, and I don't know, like just funny too. <laughs> you know, it's really depressing to me, and like it's 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 sometimes like I have this really I I swear my brain just goes through just very fucking just it just misfires, and I just I think about really insane shit on like a emotional level that affects me. So it's like I'll watch movies, and I'll like. I really like relate to characters. I'll really enjoy a specific character, a story, whatever. Then like it makes me super depressed. So like I'm never gonna like have a conversation with anybody that's remotely like that in real life. Because like I've I've met some oh. cool people and talked to some really like interesting, like truly captivating people very briefly, but like not on the level like it is in a movie. And it just it makes me sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you always just gotta strive to be the the truest version of yourself. You know. Because, like, the more you... I'm not saying this is what you're doing, but... You know, like, the more you just, like, live a lie, it's just it's never satisfying. Like, the more you actually, like, just stick to, like, what you know deep down is true and just live your life how you're supposed to, you become a lot more interesting, you know? Like, it's typically people think of it the other way around. They think, like, you know, being religious and sticking to discipline and all these things make you boring it's like no it's quite the opposite like sinning makes you more boring <laughs> you know and like it's it it, it it dulls your senses it dulls your imagination it dulls everything it, it just it dulls you as a person how did you rope that into it all i said was i was I, it makes me sad that i don't get to talk to interesting people and i'm not living a yeah, but i mean i was just i was explaining how some people are interesting and how oh, some people are I not see. interesting i, I thought you yeah, meant i was like no. projecting my like unoriginality into other people i was like no i just generally like talking to interesting people but just not on the level like they're portrayed in movies but but yeah, i mean ultimately yes I, I do agree with you i think like if that's the only way to um not be miserable is to just do it yourself or like be that version that you wish that you could have with other people i guess right like you must be the man you dream to be there's yeah. no way around it like you must set the example you must you know you must if you have like this vision of yourself which you know is attainable like you got to do it 
my only counter you can be is the... that like it gets exhausting to be that guy every time to everybody because then it just they just take advantage. So like it's it gets like strenuous to be that altruistic for people's benefit all of the time. Right, but I I think like the best version of yourself doesn't need to be like that CEO like Jacks dude. You know, like that 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 is not necessarily what I mean by the best version of yourself. Like Maybe more the best emotionally, ver- like being like the emotionally like putting all that emotional labor and all that sort of like right like you're just you're at equilibrium yeah Yeah. you're exactly you're at equilibrium and you're able to you know like you can handle lots of different complex topics and like you can participate in multiple different activities you be you're more useful you're more you know like i said interesting like you can like you're, you're more of a help to people like you're more contributing it's just it's a bunch of things like that that feed into the equilibrium like I was talking about. Yeah, for me that's the one thing, and it it's funny like in my daily life it it's what makes me feel the best like the helping people and the contributing aspect, but like in my relationships it feels like it's very unbalanced and it's just so much fucking work and it's just advantage taking. So I think the dynamic is interesting between those two because obviously you're you're closer to random people you just help for no reason, but being I mean yeah it's all beneficial. <laughs> to you as a person yeah. even if you don't if you're not doing it for other people oh yeah i mean we see that in Babel how like this actions affect like everyone what like yeah. whether you like it or not or how however much we know like that's why like i mean i don't i don't live my life like you know in 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 fear i mean that that is kind of part of it because like you have to fear god to an extent but it's like i live my life in the sense that the actions you make have consequences throughout the world you know yeah and obviously like obviously some actions you make are have bigger or smaller implications right but at the end of the day like it, it affects the world around you to some extent i always think about especially like with the job that i do is like selling really expensive equipment i always think of down the line how many arguments that started because we've had people crying begging for a refund because their their fucking wife found out and it got pissed. So I just I can I just <laughs> realized in my head like me like like I'll be in this like I'll be convinced I'm like hey this this thing is really good and not because I'm trying to sell them something expensive just because I, I from what they're telling me it seems like they'd enjoy it. So it's like hey I like this thing so like I talk them into buying something and then they they feel good and then they go home and then it's like a end of the relationship problem like they got divorced because of it. I always think about if that's ever happened like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what cause and effect happens from you know trying to be like hey i'm helpful to like hey i just ended a marriage nice. <laughs> yeah we um, can be down a thousand dollars or you know yeah so <laughs> I, I think about that sometimes like how much harm do i just net objectively cause yeah <laughs> when i'm not trying to be yeah like i i i try doesn't like i always said i mean i'm guilty of this like i try to the best i can to like if i'm in a debate to not get like so heated and everything because obviously like if you're confident in what you believe and what you're arguing for there's no reason to to get all heated right because like you have that confidence knowing that you're you're in knowledge of the truth right yeah so it's, like yeah. and obviously like i haven't necessarily been the best doer of that Especially like on certain topics we've talked about here on the podcast, yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, I'll. I mean, I'm just. I'm trying to get better at it. 
the way I look at it is like I like I'll I'll debate anybody on anything and like I'm obviously we've had disagreements but like even if they do get like heated like that I don't there's no reason for me to like be um be like bashing or just be like disrespectful because obviously like at the end of the day like we're friends right like I I I have like respect for you I I don't see it as like a fight but like if right, someone, and like, if like if you're were, if you, you typically Oh yeah, I was just like you typically just like attack the argument. You don't like attack like because you yeah. you don't go odd odd hominem, which means like you're like you just instead of arguing the the argument, like <laughs> you're just you're arguing against the man making the argument. Yeah. Like which the is only, an extremely big fallacy. The only way I would I would play that card is like if like and this is something I would not tolerate at all. Like if you like went out of your like if if let's say we're not arguing about like a specific topic like we're arguing about something that like personally happens so like if you were like to make up something or like lie about something then i would fucking get heated like about me per you know what i mean like that's that's really the only scenario where you have to like defend yourself especially if it's like a reputation thing um but if it's just like discussing a topic i don't give a shit how passionate somebody is it's not gonna hurt my feelings if they're passionate about a topic but what will and make me angry is if they're going like the like attacking me is fine but like 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 making up allegations or making up shit like that is where i draw the line yeah yeah definitely but but i I don't think we have to be a true represent like it's a fucking we're not professional it's a goddamn conversation like we're gonna say shit that's wrong all the time who cares and it's like people listen like oh it's impressionable and you have to have accountability for what you say it's just like People have to be accountable for what they believe and what they do with those beliefs. Like, if I have a shitty belief, I'm not going to act on it. Like, I'm not going to, like, especially anything political. Like, I'm not going to take a political belief I have and impose that on anyone else or guide a decision that I make except for the vaccine one because that crosses into the medical territory and that shit just freaks me out regardless. <laughs> no matter what it is, surgery, yeah. medicine, vaccines, whatever the fuck. I, just, I, I don't even trust the food that or the pesticides. That they, nothing. Like, everything is just designed to kill us. So that's different. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, like, um, I remember we were talking about, like, I, I brought up earlier about how a lot of people just, like, they cannot argue in the abstract right like they need a study to back them up they need right. like some youtube video to 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 back them up or something like i i had a um an argument with my friend uh, i'm not gonna mention his name not too long ago and like i mean he sent some videos and like i just i responded to the videos and then like i responded to the videos by just texting him back and not sending another video but then eventually the video I sent to him was not necessarily about the things I was arguing, but I just sent him a video and instead of actually responding to the videos, he just said, I listened, like I watched your video. Here's my response. And it was just more videos. And I should have just told him like, you know, you can just argue with me on your own accord. Like you don't need to have a study or a video or someone else to explain it for you. I mean, I can because that's part of my religion, you know, and my religion permits that. But like, if you're being so individualistic, like, and you're claiming to be so like unique and everything, it's like, and like how you can think for yourself, then like, why do you need to have a video to to explain it to me? Like, why can't you yourself do it? I think it's because it's very draining. Like, you can get super worn out trying to have these like. 
yeah, it's like playing chess, like you're burning calories trying to think of whatever your next thing you're going to say is. And the thing that's irritating to me is like, so like, obviously, like a lot of like, there are specialties and studies that are real. And there are people that just negate them having no like concept. But my problem is like, since like, I don't have an understanding of that, I'm at the mercy of the people that are experts or claim to be experts. So it's like, even if it's common sense, and it goes against whatever that narrative is, you're just gonna have to accept it until it's like, you know, objectively in main in the mainstream proven wrong. So it's like, if I look like, especially with the vaccine thing, like I, I have no medical knowledge. So it's like everything I believe could be truly false. And it is 100% safe and effective and nothing will ever happen from it. I'm just paranoid. My only thing I can I just have to do is put blind faith in that system over what I innately feel are common sense and then people and that that translates to everything. So like if you're not an expert and whatever, people are just gonna cite a study without having any understanding of it themselves and just say well, you right, have and to like, blindly trust it. And which is fine. Like I, it, like that doesn't have to be a problem all the time, but it's just it's frustrating to have these conversations because at the end of the day, like you really don't have the best insight, regardless of what it is. Right. And also it's like you're probably not even reading the full study. Like you just see it's just the study supports what you believe. And like, I'm just going to use that as like the, can no longer hear the argument, you know? And also like, I don't understand. Oh shit. You cut shit. out. I couldn't hear what start over. Well, as I was saying, like, I don't understand why like people need to like, like the validity of like what you have to say is dependent on like your position or like your, your, your level of education or whatever, like how, you know, it's like, I mean, obviously I'm not saying that like that, that doesn't play a factor in it. Like, obviously if someone has a PhD in something that is something to take note of, right. Or if someone is a medical professional, it is something to take note of. But like at the end of the day, I think like the biggest like determining factor of like whether or not something is like quote unquote healthy or not, it's like, it's just, it's just personal experience, right? Like, this is, like, I have a big problem with people that say that, like, um, you know, well, I mean, I don't, I think NoFap is, like, a, the actual movement <laughs> itself is kind of cringe. <laughs> no, But, like. I love how no, you, I mean, we're going into this territory now. No, I mean, I, I think the actual movement itself is, like, is cringe. And it's, like, <laughs> you should just not even really think about it anyways. But, like, I have a problem with someone that, like, says, oh, no, no, that that's, like, bad for you when they haven't even tried it. You know, and it's like, well, maybe they have tried it. It's like, well, how long did you try it? Exactly. That's, <laughs> you know, so. that's actually a great example because, like, there's a lot of experts that disagree about, like, it's like obviously the one benefit to ejaculating all the time is like it's reduced risk of prostate cancer. Like, I, I think that's unanimously what is accepted as an actual benefit. And then there's also people saying that you're more of a benefit if you do semen retention. So it's like, if you don't jack off as quickly, if it's losing nutrients. So it's like, there's so much murky water and there's like sound evidence on both sides to support it. And I think for that, it's more mental because I feel like you could come every day for the rest of your life and it wouldn't like deplete your body of nutrients. But if you were doing it like several times a day, all day, I, you know, I don't know be dehydrated um, <laughs> but i i listened to this doctor who actually i mean he he explained it actually pretty well how like a lot of the benefits are actually like overstated you know like you don't get superpowers and like i mean i know that personally <laughs> but it's like a lot of it is you know you know because like if someone's like addicted to alcohol 
And then, like, like he was saying, like, like the the benefits only really come to someone who was like addicted to it. You know, right? Yeah, my surmise uh, of that was that it was more helpful mentally, but a lot of people were saying it had a biological difference. And I have to say, I, I've done the No Nut November thing. It's, it, it's more of the discipline of it, but like, the I see a little bit of a TMI, but the only thing that really changed was that because I was so used to just doing it, the fact that I didn't do it for like a month straight, like any time, like I would do like when i went back into it like my nuts fucking hurt because like it was just abstained for so long <laughs> and that, that was the only like change that i felt i didn't feel because like i don't know I, I don't i don't know how much a change biologically it has but yeah it, if you have an addiction it's obviously great to have self-discipline and and use instead of jerking off if you focus on more positive things to build your character and your spirit and your body then yeah it's gonna have a positive effect it's like the drinking water like you don't drink water here's all the health benefits of drinking water so <laughs> yeah right like the, the doctor was like obviously like uh, like an alcoholic who gets off of alcohol is gonna he's gonna go crazy about like the benefits of like drinking absolutely no alcohol and i understand that argument but i just think those aren't really like i mean obviously they're comparable but like they're not equivalent you know i i think the the most sound evidence for no fap and this is just general practitioner knowledge i would say is the you know if you do it all the time for the wrong reasons or overstimulated by porn or whatever it's you know leads to erectile dysfunction that's why there's ads for fucking blue chew or fucking viagra for like 30 year olds or late 20 year olds because everybody has erectile dysfunction from obviously this lifestyle is not sustainable where porn is instantly accessible everywhere you go as opposed to you getting lucky with a chick and then you fuck every day like i feel like that's healthier than you jacking off every day for your brain yeah, <laughs> yeah oh is that what viagra does well it gets you hard yeah it's a oh i didn't know that okay but at the end there's there's they're finding that viagra is actually a really good deterrent preventative against dementia or alzheimer's or something with your brain mm-hmm. so nice. maybe if you fuck all the time it will reduce your risk of dementia and prostate cancer so that might <laughs> over trump any no fap thing that benefit that could have but obviously if you're in great shape and you're not addicted to porn i don't think it matters how much you jack off or not it's for argument i mean i still don't think it's good but well also like i, I remember in the other episode we talked about it I didn't when I said that there's nothing good that comes out of it, which obviously no, I I I don't still don't think there's anything that good that comes out of it. I forgot to distinguish between like porn as opposed to like actually just doing it. You know, right. I forgot to make the distinction. Which I mean, in, in either both of them, I think there's nothing good that comes out. I don't think there's anything that comes out good that comes out of either one. But well, in I the think, context of marriage, I think lack of sex is worse than having you know not even regular but just intermittent sex well, yeah, there's no lack of sex in marriage <laughs> but but that's what i'm saying so it's like the actual act in itself is beneficial if done correctly under the right mindset oh yeah right i mean I'm, i was referring is if, if for your context if it's in the confines of marriage then it doesn't change the actual act it just changes the psychology behind that act i was referring more to like just wanking <laughs> Well, I mean, even if you're married. Not, no, no, no. no I, I mean, I wasn't talking about the act. I was talking about just wanking. Oh, I thought you were talking about premarital sex, too. No, 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 no. no. I, I, was, can't, it's been I a mean, while. I can't remember. I mean, I don't think that either, but that's a completely different 
Top picture. That should be that's a, that should be an article that we should have people research like <laughs> jacking off, married or single, which is worse. <laughs> yeah. Can get some really I good mean, really good little debates going there. I mean there's multiple reasons why I would argue <laughs> against all the things we mentioned, but Yeah, but I mean the point being is you know, these self help gurus preaching that shit. Like a lot of it is conjecture and that's what I hate. Because like oh wait preaching what like like something like no fap like saying it has more benefits than it probably has or with no, anything or with any the product problem or any... the problem I have with these people is that it's all these videos of like how to get laid like all those people are disgusting I'm like why does that need to be like the focus of life like can we just like like get married I know that sounds cliche and like I'm a boomer but like seriously. Because that's their target audience. They're targeting like insecure incels. That that's their only life's mer- like that's the only fucking life. Oh, but like that, that. But like it, it just keeps these people incels. Like I don't understand yeah, why. Like right. So I'm like, like literally, it, it it just creates more incels. It does nothing good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not designed to be helpful. It's designed to sell you whatever fucking service or product. Like it's, and that's what I'm saying is like the mainstream way of life is so shitty that causes all these con artists to come out of the woodwork and preach a better alternative and oh you're being lied to so here i'm gonna lie to you but my lies sound better like it's it's a fucked up dichotomy that we live in so it's like it's it's stupid to say that i don't trust anybody it's true it's like i don't trust the government and i don't trust the guy on youtube telling you the government sucks like it's it's, it's a dumb fucking existence we live in having no having no <laughs> reference to anything except our own personal experiences and we're arguing about shit that we have no control over like it's it's just such a stupid way of life we live and it's not even helpful to your personal growth it just distracts you and makes you more miserable so i choose yeah. to not fucking i choose to be, you have to be more apathetic you just have to control your illusions seriously yeah exactly <laughs> Quote control, the sh- control the fucking illusions that you wish to believe and if it's beneficial to you and you don't impose it onto other people then fucking stick to your guns because i feel like the way i like i know the mistakes that i've made and like the way that i think has also garnered me a little bit of success so it's like i can successfully navigate myself into situations and not be passionate about bullshit that doesn't even apply to me like um my concept of illusions is probably different than a lot of other people's concepts but um what do you mean like what i would regard as illusions or Probably not what most people would. Well, it's, I mean, they're all personal. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, who knows what the illusion is? Everybody believes their own version of it and they preach it. So it's like, it's just a dumb argument to have with people. Well, what do you think illusions are to people? I think that. Like, in, no in one, reality, what do you, th- in society, what do you think illusions are? Well, they can be many things. They could be deception of economics, they could be deception of personality well, deception of medicine what like i'm be anything what i'm referring to is like what do you see in reality or society that you just think like just is either not hyped up to what it is it, 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 like it's not hyped up to be wait how do you say like fuck you know what i'm saying like it's it's, it's not hyped up to what it is Okay, I believe the. I, or, I wait, no, I now. still, yeah, I still didn't. I, I don't understand I, why I can't speak English right now. I understand what you're saying, in, or like so, so, yeah, something that's just like not worth it, or it's just it's not the, like like just you, you shouldn't believe the hype. In my that's, opinion, that's that, what I'm referring to when it when it's illusion. 
Yeah. So to me, the grand illusion and what doesn't live up to the hype is basically everything that we've been taught to believe is beneficial to us every time, like, especially whether it's from our education system, from the government, from boomers giving you, you know, fucking jaded advice. Like, I don't think human beings are live, are supposed to live the way that we are living right now. And I think we're being fed false realities from both angles. So it's hard to know what truly is your right path. And it takes a lot of hard work and self-discipline to figure that out. And most of the time, it's usually the exact opposite of what people want you to do. Like people, like we're such a consumption company. Like any, any, any piece of advice people give you is to give you more material success. That's it. Right. Any sort right. of mental or spiritual help is under the guise of selling you something. So it's not supposed to be actually beneficial to you. So I don't believe that we actually are living to our full potential as human beings. And I don't know what the right answer is, but that's the grand illusion to me is that we're being led down the wrong path by false idols everywhere we look. And I, and hopefully the grand, the greater grand illusion to me is death. I hope this is not the end because if it is, we are such a miserable lost experience of fucking beings on this planet. I hope death is the grand illusion in my opinion. What do you think happens when you die? I don't know, but I hope it's better than this. Whether it is a higher power or another, you know, vibrational existence. I don't care what it is, but I hope it's out there. Nice. So I think our grand illusion is the way we're living life in general on this planet. Oh, what it's not hyped up to be. There we go. Now I know how to speak English. Yeah. And I think yeah. our ancestors had some sort of sliver of how to be higher beings and consciousness and i feel like they had more of a ticket because they had more of that to focus on on top of all the greed and genocide and death and disease and all that shit there are very few people that could see beyond all of that and i feel like that's more of a lost art because everybody thinks that they're enlightened even having no exposure to anything but their own experience so and we have yeah, to fucking listen to it that's something that jordan peterson talks about a lot is how a lot of people like view history and like with like a very arrogant lens of yeah. like oh like we we don't do that anymore or like oh I would have like believed differently at this time it's like no you wouldn't you would have been a fucking Nazi in World War Two I probably would have been <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't get like he he confuses me like he doesn't have like super mm-hmm. extreme ideas and people think he's just like the most f- like fucking like far right fascist yeah. I've, I've listened to some I don't know, like most of most of his stuff, like, he's just trying to get men to be better men. Like, Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I've listened to some of it. Some of it's not great advice, but, like, I don't think his, it's insidious or, like, he's – people think he's such a political, like, opposition. He's, like – he just sounds like more he's, like a self-help guy. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, like, are. he's he's spoken out against, like, a lot of – like, he doesn't like Donald Trump. And, like, he's, he's very he, – I mean, obviously, like, he debates with a bunch of liberals and, like, he's he's – uh, he's like right wing in the sense that he's just like anti leftist and like progressive and and stuff yeah. like that. Um, Granted, but, um, I haven't heard a lot of his shit, so it's like if he said something that people, have met, I I don't know. Like I I've only li- like the little that I've listened to is just like he didn't really he doesn't really interest me as a speaker. Like he just he kind of says shit that a lot of other people already regurgitate. So it's like, but it's not it's tame. Like it, I don't see why he gets so much shit. And I think now they're talking about revoking I mean, his doctorate. 
for I, no that's and people bullshit. are always protesting when he tries to do speeches at colleges like i don't get why he's the fall guy like alex jones oh, okay. and andrew he, tate i can understand because those guys are controversial but i don't get why jordan peterson gets all that shit because even if he's he po- dead wrong in he, everything he believes he's not like aggressive about it i don't know well he he a lot of people like just can't stand him because he he like popularized the well i'd say popular like he he kind of like brought into the mainstream like the like the opposition to like trans ideology and stuff like that okay um and like he's like i mean he had a point and like he predicted all of this stuff like back in 2016 how like this is literally like comparable to like fascism okay i see so everything was shadowed because of that one point i okay i i'm up to speed now It's like like people give him shit for that. People also give him shit because they just think he's like a loser. And I'm like, by your own standards, like a lot of these people that say that like men need to be more feminine yeah. and they need to be they need to be, be more sensitive. I'm like, this is literally a man who's doing that. Okay, I'm not saying he's like a feminine man, but like he's be he's sensitive. Like he's cried in interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm like, and- why are you guys not applauding that? Like what? I'm yeah, like, what do you want? Thing. What do you want from men? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So the, the trans thing is not even a winning thing. Like, it's not even that's not even worth touching with a fucking pole. So it's like if it doesn't matter what you say after that, like there's no winning. People are just going to be pissed off infinitely at you. But that's the biggest hypocritical thing is everybody tells us, oh, you know, silent suicide, you know, men's fucking social awareness. <laughs> fucking they, they they've been raised to not show any emotion and we're trying to smash that patriarchy but then like they'll make fun of jordan pearson when he's crying about something he's passionate about on interviews it's like you're the fucking reason bro yeah like, right so i'm I like don't get why they yeah. don't get that like even if you hate the fucking dude the message that it sends is that you have no place to be emotional and menace to society because only in the guise of if you agree or i'm sorry if masses agree with what you're saying so like if you're if any sort of individual and obviously i don't know what he said so i'm not defending him personally but just that just sends the wrong message and obviously it's very hypocritical so it's like you can criticize what you need to criticize but if you truly believe that and you go against it just because you hate the dude it just throws any sort of credibility out the window yeah like it's 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 like this if like if i am let's say like, if I'm an emasculated man who's Christian, then it's like, oh, you're just fulfilling the stereotype of, like, like Christians are just a bunch of these weak losers who need this religion of being nice to, you know, cover up for the fact that you're just a creepy weirdo. But it's like, at the other hand, if I'm, like, this super, like, uber-masculine man who's Christian, it's going to be like, oh, you're, you're just, you're just, like, just being a, like, you're just being, like, a like a, a big brute meanie and like you're just you're everything wrong and like you're just it's toxic masculinity i'm like what do you want <laughs> you know yeah like, I, wh- I think it's just dynetically opposed you know that's the right word they're just they're just opposed to what they actually believe and like they they prove that with their emotional reactions and outbursts of things so it's like they're all about body positivity until you say something they don't agree with like everything they preach to be helpful with is out the window when they can't I mean, stand like he something. jordan peterson talks about that a lot you know like he had that interview and like a bunch of people memed it because <laughs> like it was like he just wrecked this woman how she just she was just so mad at him and she was like how can you say that like trans people aren't real and he's like well look at this conversation we're having right now like you're willing to offend me to know what the truth is so like 
Why should it make any difference if I'm doing the same to you? Like the truth is offensive. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I like, guess, that's yeah. I. He he's very good in 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 that regard. And I think in a lot of most places he is very good. The only I, gripes I have with him are just his certain like religious viewpoints, which I'm sure you would probably actually agree with him on this. I like I said I, I don't. I, that's why I don't like listening to people like this because like they may have good points, they may have shitty points, but the the problem is like. If they say something that's controversial, even if they're good at it, like it just they like it's just not helpful because like you're gonna take a complex topic like that, one guy's gonna believe something and then a lot of people believe a separate thing and then it's just like attack and vitriol and it's just it's not benefit like people always like do owned compilations. It's just like it's just it's so cringy to me now. Like I that's why I don't partake in like liking people like this because like you I don't know, you just take what the actual idea is and then you throw away the ones that aren't good. And that's just that simple. So like I I'll be like, Yeah, he yeah. made a good point or no, I don't agree with this and then fucking move on with my day. And I the trans thing is difficult because that's a fucking massive issue that's not gonna be boiled down to two people having an argument. Like it's just more complex than that, unfortunately. So I don't know, it's just it's just all fucking dumb to me to see two people screaming at each other. It's just like, there's no point. I mean, Jordan Peterson's not doing the screaming. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's, that's the thing. He's like, oh, look at this. You know, he's poised for not, like, stooping to this low-hanging fruit with colored hair that's screaming at him. It's like, yeah, you kind of have to not do that because then you'll look as bad as them. <laughs> so but Even, even so, like, he's had interviews with people that aren't really – that don't look like that. And, like, it's just it's very telling that, like, if, if you're just – like I was saying, like, if you're very confident – in like just speaking the truth and like what you know deep deep down inside your heart what is right then like you're not scared you know like like what's stopping you you know yeah. i don't know i i think for i would just not want to be in his position like I, I wouldn't be so passionate to help people if this is the reaction i was going to get i would just be like fine you don't agree yeah. then there's no more for me to say i'm not going to try to convince the world for for what reason i also like a lot of people invite him on to shows yeah, obviously, like, I, I, you have to look out, like, how many percentage of people are getting tired of this, you know, left versus right narrative. So it's like every, there's always a power balance. So it's like people that are sick of one side are going to go to the yeah, other. And it but just like, tips that's every why, fucking couple years. That's why, like, I, I hate to just, like, label him as, like, a right wing guy. You know, like, I, we were, we talked about this. Like, like I said, like, he's voiced his, his disapproval of Trump and, like, other Republicans and stuff like that. It's like, he doesn't. He 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 has the same view about like religion because everyone's like, "Hey, why don't you just convert to Christianity?" And he's like, he's like, "No," because I don't want to just be part of some sect and stuff like that. Which I mean, I don't particularly agree with him in that. But like, he's just like, I don't want to like join a club, you know? Yeah, I don't think he's a right wing. I mean, I don't really know if he no, doesn't sound I mean, like a right wing guy. He's just the trans thing. He, that's just not a winning battle. Like he's he has to get. Yeah, but also like, up. what? Do you cut out again? Wait, you mean like he has, like the he can't win the trans battle? No, there's no way because it's such a polarizing thing in our country right now. It's like it's not even a winnable argument because like well, I, mean, from, I don't see any beneficial to arguing about it because like for me like I I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about women's sports. I don't care about bathrooms. Like I just it I don't I could give a fuck less if so like let's say psychologically or biologically it's false right I I could care. But the fact is, like, it's it's been such a politicized thing. Like, you say anything against it or any... Like, even, like, if you're not against trans people, if you have any sort of criticism, it's automatically transphobe this, transphobe that. So, it's like, it's not even a doable argument. Like, you, you, you that's can't... What, that, that's what Jordan 
Peterson talked about how it's like it's it's literally comparable to fascism, and everyone was like, nah. But then now, like they're just like pulling this, like you have to comply with this, this, and that, or else you know, like like it's like well, what do you mean, or else? Like you literally are doing everything that you say you condemn, you know? Because like like I said, everyone's religious. Everyone has this this set of like m- everyone has this like moral code that they follow or they try to follow or they think they don't follow like everyone has these things in their head and this sense of right and wrong right like anyone who says there isn't religious like like they're not they're, they're lying everyone's religious everyone worships things yeah, right I agree. and it's like i like i i don't understand why people have a problem with me believing that my religion is the correct religion like why would i follow the religion i follow if i didn't believe it was the correct religion I'm not saying in your case personally, but I think it's just the arrogance of it. Like, and just in the statement alone, I think is what people, it's what kind of turns them off or the ethnocentrism with it. But you see what I'm saying though? It's like, why do they have a problem with that? Why are they offended by that? Like I said, it's just like the same reason why, like, why are you mad at, or I don't know if you get mad, but like, I mean, arrogant people irritate me regardless of whatever it is. So it's like, if, like, if, if all your conversations with me were like that, in general like it would just eventually be like i don't want to do this anymore because it's like it's not even a point that i'm trying to make but then if you're constantly trying to prove that to me it's just like it's not interesting for me to just even partake in. so that that's kind of the right. difference but you do see the point i'm making though right yeah no it because it, I mean, it's like there's a it there's makes a sense reason why you would do it that way but like the people that don't see it that way that's it you're not going to convince them no, but what I can do is like, you know, because if I tell them that and they get offended, it's like, well, what are you getting offended by? You know, is it because deep down, you know, I'm right and you're wrong? Because like people that are wrong, they're never going to admit that they're wrong. They're just going to keep thinking they're right. And they're keep going to try to just use like straw man arguments and all the, like I said, like virtue signaling to tr- just, 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 just to, to pr- try to prove that you're wrong. But if you're right and you know, you're right, like nothing's stopping you, you know? <laughs> I mean, for me personally, like if you were to ask me like back in the day, like I, I would not know how to answer because like the the agnosticism scared me of like choosing the wrong one. But these days, it's just like it doesn't offend me because I don't know for sure. So like it might be, but I don't know. It's There's no point in me arguing something I don't definitively know. And I, I don't feel it in my heart. So it's, you know, it's I mean, every now and again, it, it kind of scares you. like, dude, what if I'm fucking wrong here? You know what I mean? Like there is that looming in the back of my head, but less and less these days i choose to believe that things just work themselves out and like i don't think i'll be cast into the lake of fire because i'm not catholic if there is a christian god so i don't know it's not well i mean we've i've talked about that that's not the view of heaven but or whatever the whatever like having to be catholic to do whatever like it's not i don't know okay so the the view of heaven and catholicism is a lot more nuanced than people think it is um, my point is to reach it, that's what I'm saying, or to be eternally punished or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But my point is like, I, I don't know. So like, I'm not, it's not going to offend me if people tell me that because I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not going to say it's not true. I'm not going to say that it is true. So that it just doesn't have an effect on my life. Yeah, well, it does. <laughs> it might, but I'm saying I don't feel it. I'm not right, saying well, I, I do saying, respect I, like, how... I'm not like justifying an argument like I'm saying like if I'm telling you how I feel personally it's not a feeling that comes to me I did uh, appreciate how you said that like you're willing to admit that you're wrong and like that I was me be. too and that's what uh, led me to Catholicism 
Because a lot of Catholicism, I think, is that. It's just admitting that you're wrong. And just, you know, and it's just accepting the, the traditions and the teachings and the, the faith and everything. And I think it's good to humble yourself. But to me, that just doesn't automatically prove that it's the right one because you admit that you're, I don't know, it's just, I... Again, like it's not a hill that I'd die on. That's why it's weird to argue. It's just, it's at the end of the day, it's like maybe. <laughs> it's a it's it's a hill I'd die on. It's the only hill I'd die on. It's the only hill that is worth everyone dying on. I think. Yeah. Like I I'm said, like it. obviously, like there is a certain um, degree of you know difference in taste of like, oh, you know, like, I prefer this kind of music, right? Like I like rock, or I like uh jazz something like that as opposed to like like you know there's no universal music that everyone that i think works for everyone whereas like i think like the only universal thing that works for everyone is jesus right so that's why like he is the only thing that is worth dying for yeah and like i said if you if you believe that and tell people that that's like that's why i'm saying like why they might have that reaction but for me because i i don't or because like I, I don't know it just it doesn't affect me to like I'm saying like when I, I don't get offended when people say that stuff to me because like a million people could say that to me in various different ways and I'd just be like all right sure like, um, I, I don't it just doesn't do anything for me sure but, <laughs> but I mean people, like I guess it's the I guess it, it's just the arrogance I think is why some people get turned off to it I know I I get that but like me I'm just coming from like a I just like legitimately believe that this is true you know like it's just you you get to the point in your life where like you're just you're either in or you're out there's like you have to ask yourself like did jesus christ die on the cross is jesus christ the son of god does jesus christ ask us to eat his flesh and drink his blood if all of those things are true which they are then you have to go in a hundred percent there's no like Kinda, I don't know, maybe. Like, no, it's like you're either in or you're out. That's just what, like, life. That that's is how life. That's how life is. Like, you're in or you're out. You win or you fail. There's no like. Eh, I, I kind of did it. Like, no. If if you kind of did it, then you failed. Like, I know that sounds very, very rough, but I mean, that's just kind of how it is. <laughs> I think. I mean, at the end of the day, like, it is your own truth. So it's like if it's beneficial to your life and it's something that you strongly believe in to be true, then you are living your truth because you're not pretending or you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. You're not doing it because you're scared of what might happen if you are wrong. So in that regard, but, then, yeah. But but it's not my truth, though, because like this is I mean, this isn't necessarily something that you would take with credibility. But I mean, like it is proven that like people that that follow these kind and obviously, like, you know, it's not all the same religion, but people do do follow all these things like are proven to like you know have better you know like like they're they're proven to have more ability and work or like they're gonna have better community structure you're gonna have this this and that and also like i mean it's not like this is just something like i didn't just smoke up a bunch of crack and then think about this you know last night <laughs> like i mean no, it's, no, it's, my, it's 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 like my point, it, it, my point was it wasn't your truth versus objective truth. Like, let's pretend that, like, you're right. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Catholic is, like, Catholicism is the true religion. So, like, but what I'm saying is, like, you believe it for that reason. Like, you're not believing it because of some other reason that you're making up or that you're hiding behind. Like, oh, you yeah. It. That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm, like, that's your truth. 
Okay, I misunderstood that. I, yeah. I, I, I sort yeah. So that's what my point is. So I agree, like, with anything in life, if you do something that you don't truly believe in, I think that's a great metaphor because like, you, you will fail if you're one foot in, one foot out for most Yeah, things. right, because, like, I mean, it's um, – there's something that this um, book about, like, being a Catholic man talked about how it was, like, as men, like, we just have this innate desire for real things, you know? Yeah. Like we just we want the real thing. Like we don't want the alternative. We don't want to be sold on something that isn't what it represented. It. You know, like we don't want to buy like the 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 sugar free dessert or like we don't want to buy the you know like it's, it's you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like we we like real things, and we like doing things a hundred percent. You know. Yeah, we preach authenticity, but you know how. No, but is that really? (laughs) Sure, that's a fair argument, but real in the sense that, like, you can just you could tell what it is. I don't know. You know, like if, like if I if I see someone, like, I don't know, like, is that like, like, because you know, like, um, a lot of like, um, metal music or it's some kind of like Hispanic or Brazilian music. Or, or something like that like i just i can feel like it just it just it's it's real you know like it just it comes from like a good place and not so much metal but like a lot of the hispanic and brazilian music it's, it's very like family oriented there's a lot of men singing together you know which are things that like just we don't really have in our popular music anymore where you know like whereas like genres like pop or a rap like it's just they just feel fake to me because like they're trying to sell me on something whereas like these other genres i just feel like they're just it's just there and it's just this mystery you get to figure out on your own i think it just depends on the artist that's doing it i don't think it's genre specific but obviously more pop and rap are going to be more manufactured and less authentic than underground music because you know there's no i mean not to say there's no financial gain but the bands that feel most authentic are the ones that don't have a financial reason to continue. It's like they do it as their hobby or their side job. So I think that's why people get so mad when they consider a band selling out because it affects the music or the authenticity of it. But I think if you just connect with a sound that you like, you'll just perceive it to be that way. Because like there's metal bands where I feel like come from that place and there's other metal bands where it's like, I can just tell this is completely fake and manufactured emotions. So I think it just depends on who's doing it. Yeah, it's just... Another thing, kind of what I was saying is just like when I when I listen to a lot of these like Spanish language or Portuguese language songs, like a lot of these songs, you know, like people like this, they they dance together and like they sing together and stuff like that, which is just something we we've lost in in here and like in uh, I mean I don't know how rest the the West is, but as far as America goes, like we've lost that, you know, we don't we don't do that anymore, and that's a big part of of community it's a big part of um you know recreation that it's just i don't know yeah well no, it's not that i don't know i do know it's just i don't know how to put out yeah, put it I, else into words <laughs> yeah the fact that music is so commercial that's not the underlying value is coming together communally to express yourselves and you know have a good release for whatever emotion that you're feeling i remember maybe right. had a pretty and interesting it, interview where so, he was like the majority of musicians are broken and that's why a lot of them are drug addicts or have alcohol problems or they have some sort of addiction or they're, you know, just troubled in general because there's that piece of them inside that's broken and like they need music to express it. But 
at the same time, it also is like, you know, the money, the attention and the fame, like it, it feeds the ego too. So it's like at, at some point there's a threshold where making music to make music becomes making music because people like it and you have to commit it to a service or you like the actual lifestyle that it's giving you or it's making you worse as a person. So yeah. for me, like I, I don't think I'm ever going to have a career in music. I purely do it as a hobby. Um, so I feel like Same. everything that I make, yeah. even if it doesn't sound good, it's like a true expression because I, I don't, I don't even make full songs. Like I'll just have something in my head that's catchy and I would like to share it, you know, a couple seconds or whatever. So, um, I don't think I'll ever be successful in that way. But again, it's just who depends on what your goal is and what your outlook is. Like I've never, maybe when I was younger, I, I've, I've, you know, I always imagine something. I hope I get famous or I hope people know me for, you know, that kind of expression. But these days I just do it for fun. That's cool. And sometimes you get more authentic takes when you do it and when there's no other reason to make music but other than you enjoy making music. Yeah, I mean, I know it's... bitch like, oh, support local artists or fucking you can't make money. Like, no shit. You're doing it for the wrong reason. Just fucking do it because you enjoy doing it. And if you're lucky enough to be one of the few people that can actually live off of music, then you're fortunate. This is not should be the standard. (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. And I know it's really strange coming from someone who likes music, but it's just true. Like you've lost your sight. If you like, you think that you deserve success or people deserve to spend money on your bullshit, especially if it sucks, then fuck you double. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, I mean, this is fucker before you can get famous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, this is what I, this is what I explain. This is what I explain to my socialist friends. This is what something that Thomas Sowell refutes time and time again is that like people have this idea that wealth is just something that's just distributed out into society whereas opposed like it's like no people get paid based on the service they provide and how much what value is attached to that right so like obviously the the service of brain surgery is going to be a lot more costly and important than the service of like, you know, fixing a paint spray machine, you know? Yeah. Right. So it's like, I don't see what the problem is of like a brain surgery surgeon getting paid more or like, you know, or, or like, like a football coach. That's just because a lot of money comes into the revenue. Cause that's what people spend their money on. You know, that's what people spend their money on. Like, I don't have any problem with people in the entertainment industry or the sports industry making all this money. I mean, cause that's what people are willing to pay them. Like with Ronaldo making like, what are they, like $200 million or something for that team. in I don't know where it is like in Dubai or something, but it's like, that's what people are willing to pay him. Cause they know that if he plays for them, there's going to be so much more revenue because of just, you know, like if Messi played for some team and like the, the is it the mls yeah like so many more like tickets would go up like merchandise sales would go up just because Messi's there like people want to see Messi, you know like people want to see Messi play soccer they don't want to watch me play soccer you know or like they they want to hear maynard play guitar they don't want to hear me <laughs> you know i think it i don't understand the argument if it was like to, to me i think there needs to be a balance of like you know 
a functional economy where people are useful and contribute to it and also like empathy so it's like if people are in a hard spot and they can't seem to function like trying to get them help and trying to get them like when i say contribute like people always assume like oh you're just a slave like all you do is like your fucking numbers on a machine and you have to just serve these corporations or these other people to make them more money while you're never going to advance and the people that are smart enough to break that cycle that's celebrated so it's like fair enough but when i'm saying contribute i'm saying like for your own self because like no matter how poor or rich you are if you don't contribute anything like you'll feel worse as a person just psychologically so it's like if we had our basic meds net with Jesus, if we had our basic needs met with empathy, then we could just participate in the economy however hammer, way we could. And the one thing that was interesting to me was in the show, The Orville, that was saying with Seth MacFarlane, they don't oh, use yeah. currency. They said the, uh, the need for monetary gain was, you know, vanished when they found a way to synthesize food. So their currency and value was reputation. So it's like it was what you were able to achieve was what gave you more success but then you you know you can generate whatever food and needs you wanted so it's like it's how you how far you went in life was up to you solely because you had your basic needs taken care of so that's kind of where i draw that line of you know being useful and participating in the economy versus being celebrated for being lazy but again being just totally unempathetic to people's problems i am still of the opinion that especially in this country you know, like if you if you can't get your basic needs, that's your fault, right? Like, you can be like you you can make the choice and you can be a law abiding, hardworking citizen. And if that happens, you're gonna get your basic needs. Yeah, you it know? may be their fault, but that doesn't mean they should be beyond rehabilitation to get them back on the right track. Like most of the time, well, I'm not ag- I'm not against rehabilitation, and also like yeah, I I do acknowledge that there's certain things that happen in people's lives that legitimately are out of their control like you know like a car ran into me or like you know my my mom died or something you know like i i know but yeah, yeah. sorry what were you gonna say well i just think that's the biggest thing that is like people always like it, it sounds harsh because like you're blaming somebody like 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 this thing for someone that's poor and mad about rich people and all that shit most of the time it's gonna be what you just said so it's like oh it's your own fault that you are the way you are and objectively it's true but that shouldn't be the end of the conversation. The end of the conversation, like, yes, this is your fault for these reasons. Now, like, this is how we can help you change your life around. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's where we should go as opposed to just innately throwing blame but then not offering any help. I think that's that's kind of defeats the purpose. Because, like, people also, are just not going to get it. They're not going to get it. And they're not – There, some people just beyond rehabilitation. But that's a very fewer minority than the people that are – that do have the capability to be rehabilitated. So I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I feel I, like it's just, it's just not useful to make, to be hard on them or to help them. <laughs> Cause sometimes it just doesn't work. No. And also like, um, there's actually another thing Jordan Peterson's talked about how it's like, you shouldn't be mad at the people who are like addicted to smoking. Like you should be mad at the, the tobacco companies that, that like force them to buy all this stuff. And yeah, absolutely, and, it, and it, yeah. Right, yeah, like it, that's a yeah, exactly, you know, um, and I think you and I are also of the same opinion that like, um, you can obviously get help, and there's ways to like get better. It's just the ways that people offer are just like just it's so yeah. wrong. Like the people just get it so wrong, and a lot of people just think that like, you know, if I vote for this person, the government will come and save me. I'm like, the only person who's coming to save you is you. Your parents are going to be there for a long time. 
maybe not. I mean, I know everyone's lucky, but at some point, whether you like it or not, they're not going to be there. And it's like the only person who's going to save you is you. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it is a harsh reality. Like, you can have so many cards stacked against you, all the more reason for you to get out of it on your own because there's, like, the world's cruel. Like, you have to figure out how to beat the system. And unfortunately, most people that claim to help you are not of having the best intentions. So, and right. the other thing that's, like, when you brought up the example of, like, you know, like, with any addiction, alcohol, gambling, smoking, so it's, like, that level of personal responsibility versus exploitation, it, it gets blurry, right? So it's like, I'll admit, like it, it disgusts me sometimes, like when I see people that are easily addicted to things. But on the same token, I get very mad at companies and corporations pushing an unhealthy thing that they know is addictive and they know is going to make them more money. They know it's going to destroy lives. But then they have the fucking audacity to put a little goddamn warning like, huh, careful about gambling. Don't drink and drive. Like, you know, if you have a problem, call this hotline. It's just like, you know, goddamn well, like your your fucking people are you pay people six figures to make the shit more addicting and to reach as many people as possible. But so I have to navigate that in my head, right? So it's like I'm mad at the people that get sucked into these things. I'm also mad at the people that present these scams. So it's like somewhere is a disconnect in my head where it's like one of these is the right way and one of these is the wrong way. I think what it comes down to is people defending it. So it's like the people that are so defensive of their vices and they take it out on me. Like mental illness, like without getting too personal, like I've dated a lot of people with mental illnesses and personal responsibility was always a thing that was a difficult topic because how far you know, do you have to take responsibility versus you getting help and how far and how much shit are you willing to take? Yeah, and how much work are you willing to put in? You'd probably agree with me that like a lot of people in our generation that like say they have a mental illness, like it's, you don't have a mental illness. Also, like again, a lot of they're being exploited by psychiatrists and all this medicine they put them on. So it's like it might be right, helpful to well, some people, but also addicts yeah. a lot more people. So it's like I'm mad at both sides. So it's like I'm mad at the people that get sucked into it and I'm mad at the people that are pushing it. So I, it's a hard right, and it just it jumbles my brain because it's like it the, the behavior innately disgusts me. Like I can rationalize like, hey, I, I don't I should not be as hard as I am on this person, but like it's a feeling that is just it's a gut reaction. Like I'd be lying if I I said it doesn't disgust me, but. I rationalize it by like, this is a very exploitative nature and especially the way we are as a society now, it's, everything's working right. against us. So it's like, it, it makes and me like, mad that I feel that way. <laughs> right. And like, I mean, like I keep bringing him up, but that's another thing Jordan Peterson <laughs> talked about is Just like how fucking kiss he, him already. Jesus Christ. I mean, he has a lot of great things to say. <laughs> um, Cause he was talking about the, the, he used the same argument with like the, the cigarettes that he used with like trans people. He's like, you shouldn't hate trans people. You should hate the like the 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 doctors and everything pushing all this stuff, and all the like the politicians pushing this ideology and everything. I will say, like, like I said, I, I don't even want to get into it because I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, we, we we can save that for another episode. Well, um, the one thing I will say, and the one thing that I think is very exploitative, is this really blatant push to just you know, gender reassign kids and people are, get mad at that because they're like, well, it saves more lives because those kids would end up killing themselves. And so it's like, sure, if you want to pull no, a statistical, that, no, on, but that, hold that's, on a second. No, hold no, on. I, I, well, okay. No, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't phrase the beginning of my argument correctly, but 
Yeah, what I'm saying say? is like, I, I don't know if it's true or not. Like you can pull up different numbers. What I'm saying is like, it's a very important medical decision. It's not even arguing whether trans people are valid or not. Like it's a very big decision that I don't think a kid is mature enough to handle. And if it comes sure. to the point where like, if, if, if they're so emotionally unstable, where like if they don't get their assignment surgery, then they end up committing suicide, then it's a much bigger problem than them changing their gender. Like that's what I'm saying. There's a big disconnect. And I, I hate like I said, because I don't know anything really about biology. I don't know the psychology about how trans things work. So I, I don't real everything I'd say is just I don't know. It's just from the outside looking in. But my point is just like you can't even criticize any. Like it's such a new. Well, it's not a new thing, but like it's a very new polarizing thing in our society. And I feel like we're jumping the gun and saying this is what helps trans people. And I don't know if that's the case or not. Because at the All end right, of the day, like because that's the. Well, I do, but so, I mean, it's it like like you were saying, is this the way to do it? You know, it's like because the the way that like trans activists always do, like like I, we were talking about with the virtue signaling, they always do the whole oh, but so like you don't care about kids killing themselves, and it's like I absolutely care about people killing themselves. Don't you dare go to that territory with me. What I'm arguing is for these people to be given a different solution and how you can find so much more like resonance and, you know, peace of mind by not choosing to mutilate your body. You know, like, I don't like, like they, they just, they're like, uh huh, I got you. And it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, it's a very oh it's a very complex topic that's boiled down to a binary decision, and I think that's never a good answer, regardless of if like I don't know, I, just, I don't even want to touch the fucking subject with a ten foot pole because I because like obviously like people aren't making it up like it's like throughout history it's been like proven like this is an actual thing and and you can go back and forth debating whether or not it's a mental illness or if it's you know whatever the fucking word is I don't know like. And the same thing with bio. I think when people argue biology, like they always bring up intersex, but it's like, like it's like one in like I don't even what, know how many. Like that's why I get confused here. But be like, oh, pick up a biology book. It's like, no, this happens in nature. Like, yeah, but that's not what they're. We're not arguing about people that have the same or intersex people. You're arguing like trans. It's a psychological thing. It's not a biological thing. Right, but also like intersex is it, it's it's not it doesn't disprove that there's two genders it's not a third gender it's just a distorted mix of both male and female yeah and the other it, thing it's I'm not it's not a third is, yeah exactly it's not a third gender the other thing i'm confused about is like the concept of like people always like i don't know if they enter like they always like they do the difference of like gender and sex is like sure biologically there could be what is like the difference between gender and sex well gender is the social construct so like sex like like i said it's like people it's like oh there's no more than two genders because there's only a biological male and female it's like well if there is intersex people it's just a very small population so it's like but i don't know why they're arguing biologically because with trans it's not a biological thing it's a mental thing right like there's no biological yeah like that's why i don't get why people like argue those points like they they always like try to like use biology to disprove it, but I I don't because it's not the same thing. But gender being a social construct makes more sense. Like between what is a man and a woman, and I guess that line is being blurred. So it's like you can your gender. It doesn't matter what your biological sex is. Your gender can be more fluid, and you can choose it. So like again, it it proves to me more that it's just a psychological thing. It has nothing to do with biology because if it doesn't matter your sex your gender can slide around then fine I, I don't you know what i mean like it, it doesn't bother me 
And but Whether, I think what does bother me is like the the rash decision to like change your body when you're not even eighteen. Like I I don't know. Um, yeah, like um, the problem with like the whole oh gender is just a social construct argument is like well whether or not it's a social construct or not just because something's a social construct doesn't mean that it's like not true you know like there's tons of social constructs that like we would consider like if you if you didn't think that that was right then like you'd be looked at as a crazy person like rape you know that i think the the rape no but rape as a bad as seen as a bad thing is a social construct because like for most of history like in the roman empire if you were just some like high-ranking dude you could just like rape your slaves no one cared until christianity came and was like nah it's actually kind of bad you know like just because something's labeled as a social construct doesn't mean that it doesn't have some basis in our moral assessment as human beings i agree i just think it's the like you're using the social construct of gender to prove that you're a biological male prove that you're a biological female or if you're intersex if you're that part of the population so i think it's like two different things that you're trying to prove at the same time that's why i, I, I keep yeah what but people are even well arguing. so i i see what you're saying but like so i'm not arguing because like i gender is not like i don't think gender is a social construct i mean like it is biology just like it is with sex i think it's more like obviously yeah like you can be like your masculinity and your femininity yeah that's obviously a construct well, i mean even so like it's not even really a construct because there's just certain traits that are just masculine and there's certain traits that are feminine you know like well, and you can you can I'm be saying. a you can be a masculine woman and or a feminine man but that doesn't change the fact that like you are a man or a woman i guess i i guess my point is why i'm confused is like people are arguing identity versus genitals so it's like if you're oh, a, yeah, yeah. if you're a woman like let's say if you're a female so like you have female biological parts like but you like are trans man so it's like you are trying to prove to everybody that you are a man but you biologically don't have those parts but like if you like believe that you're born in the wrong body like it's like they're it's it's they're not proving their gender they're proving their identity like they're not trying to prove that they're a biological man but we know that they're a biological woman they're just trying to prove that their identity is a man that's what my point is like i get confused oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's actually that's that's kind of the point that um matt walsh brought up in like his documentary i haven't seen the whole thing but like it's like the what is a woman thing yeah like like i I get the i I get the premise of gender being fluid and you can identify with whatever you feel your masculine and feminine energy is and you're a slave to whatever biological parts that you have unless now or you can get it reassigned you know at the end like what if the technology gets so good to the point where it's like you can totally like get all female biological parts for the fact where you can get pregnant and shit so it's like what then you know well well so you we don't get to that, that point. technology gets so great then it won't even matter what you fucking are because biology yeah, is technology if you think about yep. it let's spend money on that as opposed to you know things that actually matter <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know we already waste our money on dumb shit anyway fuck it we might learn but, how to cure cancer i don't know but my point but, is just like I, I don't get what people are arguing like if they're arguing their biological feet like I, I don't know it's just it's no, that that's uh, that's that's what Matt Walsh is very much pointing out in his documentary is that like the consistency of this like it it isn't there. It makes no sense because he's like, what are you arguing? Because like when he was on the interview with Doctor Phil, when the I don't know if it was like a man or a woman, I don't know, but like I'll just say she, um, 
she she was like trans women are women too and matt walsh is like what is a woman like how can you say that something is something when you can't even define what that something is you know yeah, especially because it contradicts, like, if, if gender really is that fluid and it doesn't matter what biological body you're born into, you can't define it. Like, it's just whatever you personally agree is a woman, I guess. I don't know. Right, and also that brings me back to the social construct thing. It's like, well, why it's like if, 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 if gender is all a social construct, then, like, why does being a woman have to be so much a part of, like, all of these feminist idea like, like, you know, identities? You know, it's like, well, if that's, if that's just a construct, then, like, it means nothing. Well, going by the logic you're going off of, you know, or like being black, you know, like, why does that need to be so much like a part of your identity? You know, I mean, this is how we are like as a, human beings. We have to have some sort of identity or some sort of false identity or something to satisfy our ego. Like we, we can't just walk around being empty shells of people like we there have to contribute no, to something. No, I know. But it's just like I'm just pointing out like the, the, the logical fallacies in these people's arguments. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing it's it's interesting is like, it, I don't know. I, I don't even know where I stand on the topic. It's just like, it's like, I know people that are trans, they're fine. I I mean, I know people that are highly against trans people. They're fine. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, in my head, like, I, I, I don't know what the fix is because I feel like it's just been so polarized that like there's never going to be any sort of dialogue. It's like you're either going to be against it or for it at this point. There's there's no room for gray area because the people that don't believe in trans shit are going to like think that you're going to fall into it. And the people that are trans, like because you're supposed to just blindly agree with everything they say, the fact that you're on the fence is a problem. So it's like it's it's just not even a subject I want to go into. So I'm like, I, like I'm nervous talking about it. It's just like I don't fucking... <laughs> I think so well I'm not nervous about talking about a lot of these things anymore like I said just because like I'm I think I'm very better at arguing for them and also like I'm very I'm very adamant in my beliefs and I'm very confident what I believe in right like it I'm, doesn't matter talking about that doesn't no matter. but well why does it not matter I mean it doesn't because matter it doesn't matter for you, you but it, what do you mean I can engage in this conversation <laughs> I'm still in this conversation I'm into outside people. It doesn't matter. So it's like... All right. Like I said, if someone's wrong, they're never going to admit they're wrong. You can point out all of the logical fallacies in their argument. You can point out how they're being an arrogant, little, ungrateful, self-righteous prick. They're never going to admit it. You know? Yeah, but it's, it's not... Like, you don't even have to be that way. It's just like, it's so polarized. It's like, it's companies that don't even give a fuck. That was just like, oh, yeah, sure. Fired. That's a good point. <laughs> like, it's not even arrogance. It's just like, it's, you can't even touch the subject without blindly agreeing with everything that's the new current trend of whatever. And yeah. to be honest, I don't care because I, I feel like, I mean, obviously like, like any, any number of things that we've talked about, I can count like 10 in my head just from the last, you know, months of doing this podcast that I could get in trouble for saying, right. right. I, I pick and choose Definitely. my battles, but like knowing full well that like this could have a consequence which is stupid because I don't feel like I'm controversial as a person. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't matter because if you say something that's political, I think I, it's I think I, I am I'm definitely more controversial as a person than you are. I I have more fucked up thoughts in my head that don't represent my character. I just I just know what's not a, a thing that I, I can get away with saying. Like I can't say the f word or the n word on here in any context. You know what I mean? Like, there's just shit I know I can't say, even though it, it has nothing to do with me as a person. But it doesn't you matter. Can't say, you can't say the F word? No. 
Oh, that F- that F word. Yeah, yeah okay, not sorry. fuck. Yeah, I was like, fuck, you can't say fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I was like, what? You've said that like in this episode now. <laughs> and which is yeah. stupid because like there's, there's like I pick and choose what I don't care about. So it's like more people would be offended. Like I feel like more people like. Yeah, you're worried about be... your career, Jason. <laughs> shit, you know. Gosh. What I mean? well, it's, <laughs> I know. it's funny. I say retard all the time. And retard is an offensive thing to say now. But I feel like more people like it's more detrimental to say the F word or the N word than to say retard. And that's why I don't say the R word because I feel like not enough people give a shit. Because obviously I, I, like I don't hold sentiment against people that are mentally handicapped, and like I would never call somebody that's mentally handicapped a retard. No, yeah, definitely. Like, and it's, it's like it's obvious. No, like it's... what I what I don't like is that people that just like that do like activism on that stuff. Because like all it is is just it's just useless people that need some sense of like use, so that they just need you know it's just. Well, my thing is just know. the word. So it's like it's the intention. So it's like retard was the medical acceptable term and until everybody used it as a fucking insult so now what's handy capable especially able whatever the newest word is people are just going to keep using it as insults it's like they're going to keep changing the word it's stupid and also i'm like or people that have like a problem with me saying that someone has a disability i'm like that's just like what they have i'm not saying it's like a ooh, i got you <laughs> it's just no like you have something you have like a defect in the way your body, your brain functions. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it just I hate how we can have no nuance. So it's like I can't like you know, if, yeah. if I make a exactly. joke about it's like, oh, this is an autistic thing that I did. So it's like, oh my god, you're contributing a negative thing to autism. Autism isn't negative. It's just like, <laughs> no, bitch. I can make fun of myself for being white all goddamn day, but I can't make fun of myself for being autistic. Like it's 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 just dumb what hills we choose to fucking offend. Like if I'm trying to be offensive and like trying to like be like nasty, like that should trump any fucking offensive joke that I you know what I mean? Like it's all about intention. And again, I I hate saying this because it sounds cringy, but it, you know, it, it is true. Like offense is fucking <laughs> taken, not given. Like, especially if I'm not trying to be that way. Cause it's like, I have the fucking brain capacity to understand. Like I've, I've known autistic people. I have autistic cousins. Like, and also like, it's just the fact of like, we need to make fun of each other. So it's like, I want the autistic person to make fun of the shit that I do too. Like, it's not one sided. That's the whole point. Like we're treating them like they're a special protected class. Like they can't do anything for themselves. So it's like, make fun of how I look, make fun of the shit I like. Like I, I, it makes it less awkward. Like, don't be victimized by that shit. Like join in. <laughs> yeah, On the urban dictionary for victim mentality, it said the eighth deadly sin. <laughs> god that's kind of true though it is Um, it is insidious because like it's not even protecting the people like it's there's one like there's a difference between just being disrespectful being offensive in a comedic way and trying to give people a false sense of security like i don't know it's just dumb yeah like those things can coexist like it's not all fucking (laughs) it's not all down to the fucking words you say all the time I hate that isn't. word so much. What? I know it doesn't have like a, a bad meeting on its own. It's just the whole like political campaign like that coexists. You see all those signs. I'm like, oh, go yeah, away. Not the coexist <laughs> bumper sticker. I mean like mutually sharing a space and it not being a fucking problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah like, because no, by coexist, most of those people mean, um, you know, we accept Eastern religions, but not 
Judeo-Christianity. So I, yeah, I, I literally just mean it's literal definition. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you're you're not you're not using the word as like a as like a punchline. You know. Yeah. And it's just like, like in you know, and, and like a few good too, like it's <laughs> it's arrogant. So it's like some like I I hate it. Be like it just it gives people no right to defend themselves if you really think about it. So it's like if somebody makes fun of me, nobody's gonna come to my defense. But if I make some fun of somebody that's autistic, everybody's going to come to their defense. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like you're already treating them at a lower standard because you're trying to tell everybody that it's normal and that they're just like everybody else. But yet you treat them like they don't have the concept of humor and humiliation. And right. the difference it's between like, that. So it's just like, who, like, do you actually believe that autism is normal or do you believe that it's different from you and they, they need to be protected? So it's like, what is your argument? Right, or or it's like people that you know, it's it, it it's like when something happens to like a, you know, like if a black person gets shot or something happens to a black person, it's like, wait, then like why do you need to treat these people like they're like less than if like a white person got shot? You know, it's it's like it's the same. The thing, the same thing applies here. Like it's completely one sided, and it, and if you ask me, it's kind of just as racist as it was back in the day. <laughs> I think it's different because like people lose their lives. So it's like I like I don't even want to get into that fucking shit because like I like I said I I don't think our justice okay, system no, is um, very efficient. Let, so let me... like, people are gonna die regardless. But like but like people like they get offended by like let's like strictly sticking to humor. So it's like racial humor. Like I mean it's cringy to say it, but there's obviously a bias. Like you can be racist towards a lot of like. I'd say Asians and white people are probably the most people you can make fun of. Like, but I think like Hispanic and black people are the ones that's like very iffy. So it's like, it has to be self-deprecating or you can still make fun of Hispanic people. <laughs> Not publicly though. Like, well, I, I see any racial thing publicly. No, no, yeah. I, no, no. In, 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 unless you're the race that it pertains to. Exactly. Like, unless if it's yeah. not self-deprecating or like it's, you know, what I mean, so like you, you can't do racial humor if you're not the same race. But it, I'm sorry, like it's it's, and I and I don't necessarily have a problem because I like racial humor. So it's like, you know, if I see people bashing on white people, I don't care. I think it's funny, but it is hypocritical because you, it, it's a cop out. Like you're you're simultaneously like you can't be offended, but yet you can offend. Like it's right. just, just such a yeah. stupid system. And most of it's social commentary, so it's like... But again, I think it's all fucking funny. Like, I, I don't think anybody should not be made fun of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't get offended by white people jokes or calling it... Like, I it just it, I just don't care. But I do see the hypocrisy um, where it's like you can... It's not even... It's not even a comparison of being untouched as other racial humor. <laughs> it's just not in the same right. vein. Which yeah, is I... I've talked like you brought up like the white people joke. It's like I've talked about that a lot. I, I don't even know about necessarily out here, but just in life, this is something I talk about a lot. Is like I, I cannot stand for the life of me like the lack of nuance that people have when it comes to like ethnicity, peoples, and cultures and stuff like that. It's like yeah, the concept of being white is something that like really only exists in America, Canada, and like maybe South Africa. Yeah, but and we if do you live in this country and we interact, like that's they're not talking about. Like, no, 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 no. I don't have a problem with you applying it in America, but what I have a problem is like people that apply it outside of America. When uh, when people when people say like, 
hmm, like, should Greek people be considered white or something like that? Or, like, should... <laughs> should so no, no, or, like, should Italians or Spanish be considered... I'm like, I guess, maybe, kind of, like, not really. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think of Greek people as white people. Like, I just I just think of Greek people as Greek people. Like, I don't think of Greek people as black. I don't think of them as brown. Like, I mean, like, they're just Greek. Or, like, Italians are Italians and Spanish or so. I'm like, can can that not be a thing? Like, why did, why did we have to be, like, it's just, you're just white? I mean, I know, in reality, there are only three races, but it's like, why do we have to just lump them all into, like, these blobs? It's like, it's like an Igbo person of Nigeria. Like, you would definitely distinguish them from, like, a Haitian from, you know, like, from the Caribbean. Or, like, like someone who's Afro-Cuban. Like they're the, they're the same race, but it's like that they they're different ethnicities, and they have very like they speak different languages. They have very different cultural practices. Like, or you know, it's like when people say like, oh, like you know, Mexico was colonized by white people. It's like Mexico last time I checked was just colonized by Spanish people. Like, I don't. Why do you have to think of it as like white people? I I, I don't get that because then also like it just it brings so many negative connotations. Like when people are like, oh, you know, you know, Spain is just you know just a bunch of white people. It's like, well, first of all, not really based on your standards of what a lot white of people are. In Spain, a lot of mixed people. Well, yeah, even if they're not even Muslim, like they're they're mixed with like Arab and stuff, but ancestral. Yeah. But yeah, but well, that's what I'm saying. Like not number one, not even number two. Like, what does that even mean? Like, you're clearly implying that, like, Spain is less cool than, like, another country that speaks Spanish, like Mexico, that has a bunch of people that aren't, like, ancestrally European. So it's like, you're just being, you're just being a hypocrite. <laughs> I think it's people, just, like, like the, they just associate it with, like, the colonizer thing. So it's, like, every atrocity, like, it doesn't matter what country they're from, it's just inherently whiteness, I guess. Yeah, but also, like, I'm like, what about, like, all the African like like people that colonized each other like are they yeah. white you know no <laughs> or what about well, like the I mean, the, the japanese kind of people, when they, they'll, they'll probably say that they have some like internal like internal racism or like and, uh, they, or like misogyny whiteness transness whatever the fuck right <laughs> they have um, no i've had these arguments with people or it's like you know if the, the japanese conquer the chinese like are they white no or it's like if, if someone <laughs> right or or it's like when people say like oh like you know these people have lighter skin than other people it's like r- race and like ethnicity isn't just about the actual skin color you have like a lot of it has to do with just phenotypical features and like things you see in someone's face which like i mean i know a lot of people can can find that kind of uncomfortable but it's like there, there's a certain like like being ethno-linguistically germanic for example like that's a thing like germanic people have certain facial features that make them distinct from slavic people or you know the like you know celtic people and stuff like that i mean it's like statistically nobody did it on the scale that europeans did it so it's like it's easy just to lump them all as as the similar i mean major like minus the arab influence and like parts of the mediterranean and africa and also like the indigenous people of africa like most people of european descent especially in the northern were like came from the germanic tribes not that much race mixing came so oh yeah that's what i'm saying like when i when i think of like what most by most people's standards of like what white people quote-unquote is like i think like northwest european 
you're just kind of Celto Germanic, like right, like the least influence from the Mediterranean or the Maghreb and, and stuff like that. I don't know. To me, it's 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 more of what you look like, and I think that validates itself because it doesn't matter where. Like people don't people most people are ignorant. Most people don't know where you're from, like until until you tell them. So it's like most people, especially the the Spanish people that look white, or they could be European, or but they're from fucking Argentina or whatever. Like you, they you not know until like they spoke or until they told you, right? So like you just make an assumption because they're white looking. But then again, but, like um, the people that are biracial, like the people that are black and white but look black, or the people that are like white and Hispanic but they look white, those people struggle with their other identity because it's not what they look like. Like it's nothing to do with culture and how you're raised or what country you're from. It's legitimately what you look like, and that's how we're prejudiced. But, so it doesn't matter. N- no, but also a lot of people, like I was saying, they have just like this complete like black and white view of race where it's like, you know, if, if like people that look like you and me spoke Spanish, like that's normal. It's like it's, you could be you could look any way and you speak Spanish. That's normal. Or like if you speak English, that's normal. You speak French, Portuguese, that's normal. But it's like if people like you and I spoke Chinese, that would be kind of weird, you know? Exactly because of how we look. That's my point. Like right, but I'm it, but I'm saying like like Spanish is one of those languages where like you don't necessarily have to look a certain way. I mean, it kind of matters, but what I'm saying is like the people that go on about like inherent whiteness or like white supremacy, but then like if they're biracial and like they struggle with being identified with their other race that they don't look like, it's like you're kind of killing your own rhetoric. <laughs> uh, right. Like hmm. On a scale of one to ten, how Jewish do I look? A hundred. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's that bad. <laughs> well, not when you had your hair grown out. It was more. But when you we come into my fucking store in your goddamn Israel jihadist robe. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. And I went. I went. I went to the Sheena Poblana, and they were like. Hey, what's 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 going on? <laughs> you know what's really funny? It's like it's it's nothing to do with anything. But every time you walk in there, I, I just I I inherently assume it's offensive. Like I I it's not, but like I feel like I was like I was like, dude, don't. There's customers <laughs> you, in here. What are you doing? You mean like to uh, to other people? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It just it seems why? it seems like something that's I don't know. It just it seems like something that's offensive. So like every time you come in there, I was like I just look around like are there people in here? <laughs> um. I, don't I mean know the only, the only person who like I guess it would be offensive is like to is like someone who actually is like from Yemen or something like that who is Jewish you know because like my my sutra has like the star of David all over it yeah which is like you can clearly like I mean obviously people like you and I can see that and be like oh yeah that's clearly not like Muslim but like a, a people that you know like I said have no nuance in any of these things will just see that and go like oh Muslim yeah. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. obviously, there are like it's it's all like social conditioning. So it's like, wh- how many hundreds of years is this going to take for everybody to be equal? And so it's like when everybody you know mixes with each other and becomes a similar skin tone and with like the similar types of features, like our problems are not going to go away. So that's why I hate this ideology that like this one thing is the cure to the cancer on this planet. Is like nope, human fucking greed and human goddamn free will is going to get in the way of everything so like eventually hundreds of years if we make it that long when we're all the same color we'll still kill each other and we'll still hate each other and we'll make up reasons to do it so i and with the i new, don't believe with yeah like with the new technology we'll just do it faster 
You know? Exactly. <laughs> Find more efficient ways to hate and kill. Because that's what we're born to do. Europeans are just good at it. And I guess that has a generational fucking effect. Especially like, you know, growing up, you know, as if you're black in America and having that generational, you know, psychological. Because like we evolved to our environment. It, obviously it takes longer. But, you know, how plausible is it that, you know, hundreds of years you have that same sort of generational divide. Or not divide, that generational trauma. So... It's hard I would to say still kind of conditioned. I know it's controversial, but like I would kind of disagree with you there, because it's like when you look at like the problems in a lot of like black communities, and like the problems are are never like people never look at like why they're there, like and like people never want to actually talk about why they're there, and like most of it is just because like these people don't have like families, they don't have communities, they don't go to church, they don't, you know, like they they're not taught like common decency. And, and, and stuff like that which like if you look at like black communities before 1960 like that wasn't the case you know like when when people when like i bring up the argument you know like like black people not growing up with a dad is like a huge problem and people are like oh well that's you know like they, they, they were slaves and stuff like that they didn't know it and it's like well if you look at black americans before 1960 you'd see that most of them had dads like literally black girls would get married earlier than white girls no, I mean, to me, that's more the government's fault, especially now, like, with years well, of, like, definitely, how... yeah, it is, like, all these, like, a lot of these problems are just the government but getting what I'm rich is, like, that's off hard to fix, making... like, it's, that's not a problem that's going to be fixed anytime soon, like, once you, like, right, it's hard but to I get don't... system. Yeah, but I think the generational trauma comes more from the government doing this, as opposed to the actual people, like, no, that are in these yeah. poor communities, right? Because, like, the government just... They just get rich off of keeping these people poor so that they can create the welfare state, you know, and keep these people poor. Like, they don't want to actually get these people out of it because then they wouldn't get anything out of that. Yeah, and again, and that's why it, it always makes me feel just icky about the whole thing because, like, it's not even – you're not even arguing, like, are white people inherently evil? Like, you're arguing if any other race of people does something that's remotely fucked up, like, you have inherent whiteness in you. Like, I think, to me, that's a very dangerous ideology. Oh, definitely, right? Because, like, I mean, obviously... Because, like, obviously, white people do fucked up shit, and there's a lot of white people that are in charge, but, like, if you in, like if you say that's inherent, that's, like, that's, that's literally, like, going to be a cause of a genocide. Yeah, no, that's literally, like, the definition of racism. Yeah, and, and if right because like the definition has been changed institutional racism. So at very at the very least, it's highly prejudiced and very 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 unhelpful. <laughs> right, again, like, I don't think our problems are um, going to go away. Like I said, when, when there's no more white people left, it's they're going to kill each other. And then they're going to say it's because of our generational whiteness. It's just it's, it's it doesn't solve our problem. <laughs> well, right, like I mean, like the slaves up they had the uprising in haiti and they killed all the white people but it's like that didn't really seem to solve any of their problems like haiti's awful you know i think that's like a environmental too like they would get hit a fucking earthquake every goddamn year (laughs) even so though like you just look at like the 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 like the streets of haiti and like community structures like it's not a pleasant place and like and like i i i I, I do recognize the geographical part but also like i mean just uh, like culturally and stuff like that and and societally like it's not a very functioning place what's interesting to me and and this is something i'm just purely just throwing out there just 
for have be an interesting conversation. So it's like the richest guy in the world was Mansa Musa at one time. And, you know, the Ghana empire was massive. Like there's been civil, countless civilizations of massive African and in Egypt is one of them. Like people don't understand like Egyptians are Africans. They weren't Muslim. <laughs> they weren't white. No, they're, they're, um, they're Afroasiatic, which is similar. They're not, they're not like the, I mean, a lot of, I mean, I don't, you I don't go know, back just, as far as the no. Egyptian I mean, I, empire, I, I like was gonna <laughs> no. There, there, there was one empire within the region known as Egypt that were sub-Saharan Africans, which is the thing that, like, if I say it, I'm gonna get canceled. But the name of the race, which you know what I'm talking about. Um, hold on. There. What do you mean, like? You know, it sounds like the thing that'll sound like I'm being racist. I'm not. No, I'm no. Just, I get like being like no, no. There was African versus like Afro, like Asian, like mixture of that. No, but I'm the is, like, the actual with Egypt. No, yes, like there was one empire within the modern uh, borders of the country of Egypt that were like sub-Saharan Africans, like they were black. But it's like the actual Egyptians are Afroasiatic, which is very close to Semitic. How long ago right. are you talking? Because the, the Egyptian Empire is fucking thousands and thousands of years. Like, orig- like it's even, like, theorized that they're way older. So it's, like, very... Like, there's... The Egyptian Empire has reigned before they were even considered to be Semitic. That's what I'm saying. What time frame are you talking about? I don't really know necessarily what time frame. But what I'm referring to is, like, what most people think of when they think of Egyptians. Not, not like, you said, like, modern Arabic-speaking Egyptians. But, like, the... Egyptians I'm like, like, like kingdom, Phar- like not yeah, like-, like Pharaoh and all that stuff. Like they weren't black. The the original kingdom of Egypt was yeah, not they weren't Afro they weren't Afroasiatic. I mean, even so, like it doesn't matter. Like the people that were there and the people that we know is like the famous Egyptians were Afroasiatic. But that's what I'm saying. You're saying famous Egyptians. They've 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 literally reigned from dynasty to dynasty for thousands and thousands. There's not like one popular fucking die like that's what i'm saying like they're there is though like if you take no but if you take a dna sample from an egyptian like they're not arab like they they're essentially they have the same dna as like the pharaoh it's really context is murky because like that land has been it's just people mixing thousands of years that's it's it's not no because like when when the when islam and like the the arab empire like conquered egypt they just kind of moved on to the next place they didn't really stay there so like most Egyptians, like the Moroccans are more Arab than the Egyptians are like, they're, they're just Coptic, like, which is just another word for the Egyptian ethnicity. And like their, their DNA is like, it's, it, it's remained relatively the same. Obviously like there's some mixing here and there, but like it, the average Egyptian is going to have more in common with the Pharaoh than he does with the Caliphate. I, I don't know. I mean, it's so fucking far back. It's hard to say, but like the fact that like like African Africans were like pretty much the origin of people that were on this planet before all this shit happened. Yeah, because like by yeah, all what humans I'm saying do come is from like Africa, the Egyptians yeah. are rated to be a lot older than we like perceive them to be. So it's like the original Egyptians that like like built this met like thousands of years before all that shit happened. <laughs> With well, all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. So, well, maybe. Before this got derailed, my whole point is just like there's been like millions of empires in Africa that have been pretty hard, but it's like the domination of the Muslims coming down and then eventually the, you know, the carbon, the fucking scrambling of the Europeans to fucking rape it the fastest. So it's like it's 
there's never been like a really tried and true in the past couple hundred years for any African nation or, you know, empire to flourish, unlike, you know, Muslim, Asian or European. So it's, it's, it's almost like the Jewish thing in a way. So it's like, but the thing is like we gave the Jews a state and they've found a way through their pribes of merchantism and effluentism to make it into, you know, institutions. But I think that, I don't know, like there, like there were prominent African societies of their own right, you know, long time ago. And I can't think of like one that hasn't been just, you know, subjected to just war or disease or just eradication because in terms of technology, it just wasn't there. Well, also like just Africa's geography is just like, it's so like, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a big continent. I don't. I assume there's some good strategical geographical places in Africa. I, I don't know. Not but really. It's like it's so, the... it's so prone to like invasion and and stuff like that. I guess I'm not a strategist. I don't know. But, but, I mean, geography yeah. does play a big role, so that might be. Oh yeah, because like the that's why land is fought over. Because like certain countries want like coastal parts, or like certain countries want you know all this stuff. It's it's not just like flat land, you know. <laughs> I will say that, like, since the 1600s, there's been no, like, true reason for any African nation to flourish because it's just been, like, especially, like, because, like, the more that I think about it, like, no one, you had war of people fighting each other off, you had Muslims coming in, you had Europeans doing the slave trade, like, it's just, like, it got so, like, it never really had a chance after that time period, like, and I don't know what happened, like, my history is fuzzy between like you know like ancient empires versus like but, the regular tribe states before like the you know the fourteen to the sixteen hundreds. So it's like I don't know what happened. I can't remember. Um, sure, but um, I, I, like I think uh, the other big reason why it just African countries are just poor on average and they just don't do as well is just because a lot of them. Well, because we tend to think of just the blob of just you know Africans. It's like saying, you know. Asians or Europeans it's like you know it's a blanket term and it's like like the 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 African a lot of the nations in Africa are not as like homogenous as as nations in Europe or have have traditionally been in Europe yeah, right so like each other <laughs> well right because it's all it's all just like it's still tribalism down there and there's like 500 different ethnicities in like every single country you know, like, and that, yeah, exactly. Like, they just fight each other within and, like... Yeah, but you would think even, like, in our most, not recent history, but like I said, but from, like, the... And I'm off base because I don't know. I'm just, I'm guessing. It's, like, there's not one major prominent empire or country or some sort of state that dominated, like, the majority of Africa. And that was, like, the homogenous culture. That's what I don't understand. Oh, yeah, why that happened, yeah, that's... I need to look more into that. Anyway, because, like, you know, Europe had... Uh, you know, had Rome and then Asia like, had China say, and all that stuff. Yeah, other than like, the Mongols, like pre-slavery, right? Like I, I don't know when slavery in Africa. For obviously, when I say slavery in Africa, I, I guess I mean like not in Egypt and not in like the. Yeah, you like mean the, like West West Africa? Yeah, yeah, like the transatlantic slave trade, like that, like around the 1600s. So it's like before that happened. Like I don't know why there was not one dominating empire in Africa. I mean, it was probably, um, it's probably because a lot of these people were like Neolithic. Yeah, but that, that just means like they fall easier to like, 
like I said, like they, they had prominent empires in ancient civilizations. So I don't know why none of them like emerged into one massive one. Like what I'm saying is, Oh, sorry. Cause like they, they weren't like, like to say that like most of Africa is Neolithic is like, it's, it wasn't always like that. But you do know what I mean by that, right? Yeah. I I get, I get that. Well, yeah. So small, like they're little sex, like they're not massive. Africa had massive know, it's empires. Just... Like I think Ghana was the most insane empire. Like I, what I guess is I don't know what what happened to them. So like what like where where did they go to where most people were just they went back to like these feudal tribal states like before Europeans and all that shit got involved. That's what I don't remember. Yeah, well, I I guessed Neolithic uh, because like in the Americas, you know, like there's no way that. The Incas could ever figure out the existence of the Aztecs, just because, well, not just because of geographical differences, but just. Well, I thought those happened like hundred years apart. They weren't even the same time period. I don't know if it was the. It, regardless of who it is, like South American Indians could have never figured out about Central American Indians or, or you know, the North American Indians because, like, they just they didn't have the transportation right and the domestication. Right. So like they just they couldn't transport things they couldn't trade you know, like there's no reason to move from like where you were so I guess it just comes down to like geographically where you are and like how many wars have been fought and how much mixing has been going on because I feel I mean obviously like people like Europe was feudal for a long time oh yeah and eventually just came to like dominating power so it's like I don't know how that advancement just came out of nowhere. Only for I mean, once, uh, the Chinese. I mean, obviously, the the Chinese were a close second. Like they, they were building like global empire shit. Oh yeah. Um. Well, so like uh, they invented uh, gunpowder for fuck's sake. Yes. Yeah. A big part of it, I think, is just the the cent the, the the centrality of language in European nations. You know, because they're they were really good at like, um, making institutions and setting up like languages as the official language in an institution right and like things need to be done in this language and, and they were they were just better at assimilating people to one cultural identity um like because just europeans are just, they're just better at making institutions than than africans and asians like that's just something that they're better at doing you know um like specifically like the english the english are extremely good at making institutions yeah. that's why like what Almost all, all countries that speak English have never really gone into tyranny, whereas like or socialism or whatever it is or totalitarianism, where like on average a lot of these more of these language sorry more of these countries that speak Spanish are like much more likely to fall into all that stuff. But uh, sorry, what were you saying? I don't know if you can definitively say that though, because like there's so much. Well, I said lost time I said so I, many other I think like, we don't definitely don't know. know that. Well, no, I just said I think. Like I was just. Oh. I was, I was just making my projection. I'm not saying this is why. I'm just saying like this is what I think is probably why. Um, and because like with the language, because when you share a language, you share a culture, right? Um, and well, I think the, the language the more, part makes sense. I think that I don't know about the technology part because like I, I don't know. I guess there's if you something. speak, I don't know. I mean, it's just if you speak the same language, you're just you're able to work more communally, and you just you're more intertrusting and interpeaceful. I don't know. That's just that's how I do things, but. I actually really need to go to bed. Oh, um, shit. I didn't realize this is late. Yeah, I know. Almost and we didn't. Hours. We didn't even really talk about Amoris Peros. No, not Amoris Peros. Babel. Well, we summarized it. We got a. 
I think we, we pretty much did. We summarized our thoughts. And you like Amoris Perros better? I feel like I need to watch them again. I can't like... Oh, yeah. To me, they're so, kind of equal at the moment. All right, so where does City of God rank in this? Ooh. I think... So I think it's the City of God is second. The first one is the God, I keep forgetting the name of the fucking movie. Um, Sin Nombre. Yeah, Sin Nombre. I think that's first, and then this Babel movie, and then Amoris Peros. I think. Yeah, and City. Wait, so say it again. It's Sin <laughs> Nombre, and then then City of God, right? Yeah, and then... Oh, yeah, okay, then yeah, no, Amoris Perros, Babel. Yeah, I think just based off of Man. just me enjoying it, that's that's the rate of them. You enjoyed Babel the least? Man, I thought you were going to... No, the, l- I, I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't enjoy any of them the least, so I'm saying if I liked this, the ones that I liked the most in order, I guess. I got you, I got you. That's why it's, I don't um, like doing lists, because it's not how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's something we different. But, um, man, I need to go to bed. I didn't realize how late it was. Gotta go back to, you know. Yep. <laughs> Sleep tight, fascissimo. Alright. I don't even know what you said, but okay. <laughs> Night. Good night, man.